1: Kurkungok trap sons, trap 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 Trap
2: Everybody, welcome to a brand new MA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I am here with Ween Dog. What's up, dude? Uh, as well as my, my friend, my co-wrestling coach, and a guy who just won the LA Open Jiu-Jitsu Brown Belt Division, Marine, wrestler, This all-around great guy, Tyler Smith. How are you, man? Hey, what's going on, brother? Th- How th- are you? Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Uh, we got a great show today. We have, uh, we have Tyron Woodley, the UFC champion. Calling in, we have the champ. Uh, Although Colby says he's the champ, Tyrant (laughs) says he's the champ. We got to get to the bottom of this. Uh, We also um, have two-time gold medalist Kayla Harrison calling in. I mean, how cool is that? As well as Pan Am champion, Abu Dhabi champion, Um, and uh, EBI multiple EBI EBI champion. Um, The dude is just one of the. uh, Uh, the the greatest guys, one of the greatest judici guys in the the whole world uh, who Colby Covington said that he can beat Uh, and a lot of people in the (laughs) the jiu-jitsu world don't think that Colby can beat him Gary Tonnen is calling in, so uh, it's going to be a great, great show first I want to thank our sponsor, Speed Weed listen people, marijuana is legal in California that's right, it's legal Uh, and there's no reason you should have to leave your house to get it you leave your house, you can get into a car accident, gas is expensive all kinds of things, people are busy and you go to a dispensary. There's lines now down the block at dispensaries. You should see it in L.A. I mean, it's not just like, a, oh, you go and you buy a fight. I mean, it takes you hours sometimes to get weed. However, Speedweed has you covered. They have everything from marijuana to vape to CBD to, to flour. To, they have marijuana, beef jerky, uh, edible beef jerky. They, will have, they have mints. They have all kinds of stuff. They have breath spray. They even have... Uh, sex lube marijuana sex lube which uh, I don't want to use it on my wife yet because I don't want our kid coming out stoned okay because she's pregnant Mm -hmm. but I I heard it's very good Uh, Joe I'm going to give you some I want you to uh, use it with a girl Uh, not just on yourself uh, but but, but I'm telling you go to speedweed.com they got you covered speedweed.com mention MMA to get $10 off orders $100 or more also people listen sexual performance issues are more common than you think Over 25% of new ED cases are guys under the age of 40. I just turned 40. Joe, how old are you? 22, 23? 22. 22. Yeah. Have you ever had sex issues yet? Uh, no. All right. Just wait, Tyler. You're 32. It's gonna happen to you, buddy. Oh yeah, I know. And 40% of men by age 40 struggle with not being able to get and maintain an erection. Even the world's greatest actor cannot fake one. And why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing when they can turn to medicine and science? Listen, you have a headache, you take Tylenol, okay? You have, uh, you, I don't know, you, you have a cold, you take cold medicine. So now you should take erectile dysfunction medicine and go to 4hims.com. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Thanks to science, erectile dysfunction can be optional. HIMSS connects you to real doctors with medical-grade solutions to treat ED. Well-known generic uh, equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you combat ED. No snake oil pills or gas station or counter supplements. Prescription solutions backed by science. One ED pill starting with a V just came off a patent on December 11th, and it's a game-changer. No waiting room, no awkward doctor visits. That's the worst. You go to a doctor, what are you here for? Uh, I don't know, my penis isn't working. This is not a fun thing to talk about. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) I'm telling you guys, it's hard made easy. Say hello to your little friend. Go to try hymns for a month for just five dollars. I'll get you started for just five bucks while supplies last. To the website for full details. This will cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Go to hymns.comslash MMA roasted. That's F O R H I M scom MMA roasted. For MMA roasted. So it's been a good, uh, good week. Uh, I did the show last week at the dime bar. It was fun. I was, actually, I was on stage. And there was a guy in the crowd, and, oh, no. um, it was a black gentleman, and I was like, so um, uh, what do you do, sir? And he was like, I'm, I'm a comic, you booked me here before. <laughs> and I was like, oh, uh, my bad. And he was like, uh, no, I quit. He goes, I bombed so bad, I, ne- I haven't done comedy since. And I'm like, come on, man, everyone has bad sets. Uh-huh. It's just part of the game. It's like saying, I went to Juicy, and I, I, I got tapped, I, so I, I never went back. It's just, it's, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, what do you do now? And he's like, I'm a personal trainer. I'm like, how are you going to motivate people when you quit? What are they going to be like, oh, I can't get the bar up. I quit. Me too. I mean, come on. So, so that, that, that was fun. And then, um, and then what else? did. me and the wife, it was our first year wedding anniversary.
3: One nice. year. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Which Congratulations. Was nice.
2: Oh, I, I, I actually, I was so late on the, th- the thank you cards. Like, I was a year late. Uh, you're supposed to send, like, thank you cards, like, two months. But then I was like, my mom passed away. It's just oh, been a yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy year. So I I wrote on the cards, thanks, sorry for the late response. I'm not sure it was gonna last this long. <laughs> so, <laughs>
4: yeah, that's pretty funny.
2: <laughs> yeah, at least I got that. And then I started heckling people, uh, like on the thank you cards. Like I was like, uh, "Hey, thanks uh, for coming. Glad my marriage lasted longer than yours." <laughs> I was just <laughs> started like ha- I was having way too much fun with it. Did you catch awesome. flag from anybody? No, they no, haven't got them yet. So I don't, I don't know. And like, of course, my handwriting is like a third grader, so they're gonna know that I actually wrote it. But my wife did hers like six months ago. She's waiting for me to do mine because she didn't want to do it for me. She's like, "No, I want." Them no, no, it came from you. I'm uh-huh. like, oh,
5: that's
2: nice. awesome! Well, yeah, well, you get what
5: you asked for, right?
2: Yeah, and then some people, <laughs> people didn't get me gifts. I wanted to be like, thanks for the gift. Oh, and then crossed it out. Sorry, thanks for showing up. I, I wanted to just be a real dick about it, yeah. but there uh, was people. Some people like, didn't get me a gift, like like Joe, you. Uh, but 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 I like didn't do that. I, I wasn't gonna do. That. I'm kidding. You're my gift. So anyway, that was <laughs> fun. But did you get it in at least on your anniversary? Did I get laid? Is that yeah? yeah. Of course, I got laid. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It was fun. Although. Um, you know, you know when you, when you get pregnant, like I didn't know that vaginas get much tighter. I'm I'm not sure if you know this. Really? Yeah. What? Just, just Interesting. so you know. Uh, not that my wife has a, a loose vagina. It's, it's tight. It's, it's perfect as yes, it is. She has, <laughs> she has the perfect vagina. Uh-huh. And, and I, I, you know, I've done my research. But but what I'm saying is that like when I was going in, it was like hurting her. So she was like, "Be nice." And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, uh, <laughs> "You're really pretty." Was, like, That's not what I meant, asshole. So so that was that
4: was kind of funny <laughs> yeah. I was just actually having fun but do but, you prefer like a big vagina or like a little tiny vagina
2: uh, I mean the, uh, I think the tighter the better you yeah. don't want like something that you could like hide in yeah. you know um, at the same time i'm not gonna discriminate uh-huh. i'm not one of those guys who's like it's more It's more like the smell and like the upkeep yeah you know it doesn't matter if it's like oh, a, for sure it doesn't matter if it's like a van or like a smart car it, it, <laughs> it, it does it as long as it's got that new car smell as long as it can take me where i need to go and, and there aren't people already in it and like i'm like <laughs> and there are like cigarette butts hanging out and all kinds of that's all that matters yeah. it doesn't really matter yeah uh so so that was that but uh but yeah so that was cool and then um and then it was just, it's weird, was, you know, she's pregnant and I was like, sometimes I like say things, I was looking at her face and I, we were in bed together and I was like, I'm like, you're still pretty. And she's like, still? Oh, I was like, uh, no, I meant stay still, pretty. <laughs> was, so she's like, that's not what you said. So I was just like, oh God. Uh, so anyway, so, but, but it was good. I was mm. like, um, I, I've, been, I've been having fun. And then we went, went to a movie called Tag. Is he Tag? No. Was it good? It was pretty good. I had very low expectations. Mm-hmm. It's about these guys in their forties that have been playing tag oh, for yeah, like yeah, yeah. the last twenty five yeah. years. And it's based on a real story. And there's one guy who, Jeremy Renner who's a great actor that they can never catch. So but they they, it's, they live all around the world. So they like every May they have a game of tag and they go crazy trying to do it. And it's a fun movie. The problem with the movie was at the end, because it's like got Jeremy Renner and Ed Helms and all these like you know the guy, John Ham, right? John yeah. All these great-looking guys are playing tag, you know. But then at the end, they show the real people, and it's these fat slobs, you know, not shot well. Like this is based it, on a true story. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah,
5: no wonder you were playing tag all through high school. You weren't fucking getting laid. Right? nerds.
2: Yeah, it was, it was a bunch of a bunch of fucking fat goofballs, and I'm like, man, this kind of killed the movie. I always say it never would have shown that, you know, or or showed it in the beginning or something. But it just kind of ruined it for me because I, I don't know. It's just sort of like when you see. Um, it's like when Tanya Harding, the, the girl who played Tanya Harding. Oh yeah. She was like she was like kind of hot in the movie, and then yeah. you see the real like Tanya they, they, Harding, they, they, and you're like, I Ugh. hate when they they get
5: like pretty people, and they're like, oh, we're gonna show how good of an actor you are by just making you really ugly,
4: and then everybody will see your talent. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, it's complete. We'll just get an ugly like, person, man. Dude, I saw this movie. <laughs> what did you say? I saw this
4: movie this past weekend called Hereditary. Dude. It's probably one of the best horror movies I've seen in like twenty years, dude. Really? No, thank you. Yeah. So, in like Not a theater, or you the got theater, dude? It's probably one of the best movies I've seen. Who did because- you go with? It's my cousin and my okay. uncle. Yeah. See, because when you, it's like you watch the trailer for it and you expect one thing, and you go and watch it, it's like a completely different thing. You had no idea this was going to happen. It's very smart, very well made. Oh very, wow! It's freaking awesome, dude. Right. You want to get some pussy? Go see that movie.
2: Why would? Why, how? Well, I mean, <laughs> like,
4: bring a girl to the movie, not like. Why, why nice? would? A,
2: why would a girl want to go see that movie? Because it's like
4: very disturbing, and you know she could be holding on to the entire time. You know, get some. Action. So you want to scare? You want to scare him into bed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the technique. It's like that. What was that movie
2: that like uh where they sew people's asses to the Human hey, Centipede? That's the, a good human one. Human Centipede? <laughs>
4: yeah. Is that like a romantic film for you? I mean it's it's I mean, yeah, you, it depends on the girl. If she's a dirty bitch, then yeah. Do yeah. you like a, role play human centipede? I mean that's my I'll take, <laughs> I'll take the back centipede. I wouldn't be in the middle of the centipede or the front, I'd be in the very back. The very back? That yeah. that Why would you eating, be the front? Isn't bro. that the
2: one eating assholes? You wanna yeah, be the front? Yeah.
4: <laughs> That's what you want to do. I'm so self conscious. I can't have somebody eating my asshole, eating my shit.
2: You'd rather of my eat ass. someone else's shit. Yeah. That is so it's weird. Like, You'd rather what?
5: eat someone else's shit than worry
4: about like, oh, what if my shit doesn't taste? Because you're like, self conscious, exactly. shitty enough.
5: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Have you ever seen a therapist? Uh, yeah. When I was little, I did see a therapist. Uh, how'd it go? I mean, I only went for a couple of sessions. Kind oh. of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right.
2: Well, and then, uh, so that'd then, uh, be a
3: good idea. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then the uh, the uh, gopher wrestling club is alive and well. We have we practice this week. Ahmed came, Ahmed. I actually got him a scholarship to wrestling camp. You serious? And he went yeah. to wrestling camp that Kenny Johnson, who's uh, you know, Bubba Jenkins' coach, and uh, Bolt Wrestling, shout coach, out to Bolt Wrestling, and Cyborg took to camp with him. That's she awesome. took all the cl- like classes. Like, how cool is that? That's and cool. so she was there, and uh, I had three kids on my team go there. That was awesome. Then we had practice over here over uh, on Saturday, and me and Tyler came, and then my friend Aldo and Jay Moore showed up. Yeah. And that was random. I met Jay Moore. He just
4: randomly showed up to your garage? Well, he's, he's friends with the other
2: coach, Aldo, and he's been coaching wrestling, and he's like, he came and helped with the kids, and he was super nice. And That's awesome. Super awesome. Awesome. cool guy. A bunch of high school cool kids guy. came, so that was awesome. So, uh, Tyler. You're an interesting guy, Yo. man. So I met Tyler. Sure. One of my old kids that I used to coach, Ryan. I used to coach this kid, Ryan, mm-hmm. who was a great wrestler, one of my favorite kids. Just a nice kid. One of these, like an old soul. Mm-hmm. You know, like a, a kid that even when he was 12 and 13, he was really like 20. You right. know, he just had like, a, just like cool. I never had to raise my voice. If anything, I had to build him up a little bit. You know, like he was more nervous than he should have been. Mm-hmm. So he, he's helped me coach and I needed help because I was always away. He's like, I'm going to bring my friend Tyler in. I go, does Tyler ever wrestle before? He's like, no, but he knows jujitsu. I'm like, perfect, All right? So then Tyler <laughs> comes and he's great with the kids and he's motivating and, he's, and he's, a, he's a Marine. So right away, kids that are late, he's like, oh, you're four minutes late? You only be four minutes have to practice. And I'm like, this this guy's fucking godsend. Because now the kids are, he's giving them a workout. It's awesome. And he, he was like, I'm like, Tyler, what belt are you? He's like, I'm a brown belt. I'm like, well, why are you coaching wrestling? He's like, because I want to get better at jujitsu. And I'm like, man, that, that is. Amazing because so many things at times I think the people that do jujitsu when they when they go up against wrestlers they have a tough tough time but also they're learning wrestling from a, a, a college level. Mm-hmm. They're not learning it from a basic level. Mm-hmm. And it's like if I only rolled with black belts right or or, 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 right. or you know, yeah, would, I would get better. But it'd be a lot better if I rolled the people, or if I got explained to jujitsu like you would to a white belt and a and a, 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 a you know a blue belt. I, I think I think that's the case. And you're learning fundamentals, but uh, but tell me, tell me, tell me a story. Tell me where you know uh, how you got good at it, because you also did MMA. Talk to
5: me. So yeah, so I did. So I started in in the Marine Corps uh, with the Marine Corps Martial Arts Program, which is uh, just a mixture of a bunch of different techniques. They had um, Ken Shamrock. I uh, was one of the one of the the guys that um, created it. Jeff Glover helped uh, helped out. Actually, he still helps out. He still trains those guys down there. Um, but that was like my my introduction to grappling. I had been a UFC fan. This is back in like two thousand four, two thousand five is when I joined. Um, and we would grapple every so often, every every so month or two. You grappling, yeah, so you, you in had, the Marine Corps. So You had so no we had
2: prior grappling. No experience. prior
5: experience. Um, we had a, a mat room. So we would go to the mat room, and, and it was all very basic, like learning armbar from the guard, triangle from the guard, armbar gi- from no mount. Gi- no gi. You're in your uh, your camouflage bottoms um, and just a t-shirt. Sometimes you'd wear your flak jacket because it's supposed to simulate like you're being able to use this in combat, um, which is why it's also very basic. You know, and you're it, and not then, fighting. And now, where did you grow up? I
2: grew up in Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Yep. Jo- Join the Marines? Why? Join the Marines,
5: cause. <laughs> it was one of those things where it was like the perfect storm of uh, didn't didn't like school, girlfriend broke up with me, um, you know, fighting with my parents a lot and arguing. And I was just like, you know what? I'm so you're eighteen years old. I'm gonna go. I was 19. 19. 19.
2: Join the Marines. Now, where were you based in? Where, 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 where did they put you? Camp Pendleton. So Camp Pendleton. Yep. So did you end up go to Iraq, Afghanistan, and you go?
5: I didn't deploy. Um, my unit deployed, and there was a, a troop cap at the time. This was in two thousand nine. Uh, and they ended up taking half of our battalion and my name wasn't on the roster, so. Did you wanna go? I wanted to go. I, I was really pissed for a long time that I didn't. Um, just cause, you know, that's, that's as a Marine especially, that's your, that's your identity. Like, you train your whole career to go out and fight wars and then you don't get to fight a war. Yeah, but you get
2: to be in San Diego. Yeah,
5: but you get to be in San Diego. No, so lots
2: of hot chicks in San Diego. <laughs> Tons. Some of the worst places to be.
5: And they're all sick of Marines, but you know, every once in a while you can you can trick one.
2: I'm sure that yeah. <laughs> so, so okay, so you're in San, you're in Camp in You're already a UFC fan, so you have some knowledge, a little bit of just jujitsu.
5: Yeah, from like watching it. Just, you know, like like people now they can go on YouTube. We didn't really have that back then, so it was renting renting VHS tapes and, and watching, you know, UFC Ultimate Knockouts one on the on the VHS and just seeing what they're now, doing. Now were any and of the guys in.
2: higher belts?
5: Uh, in the Marine Corps? Yeah. Nah, everybody was pretty pretty basic. We had one or two guys that might have been like a blue belt in jujitsu, like they were training outside and they would come in and show us stuff, but it was all we were we were figuring it out. I can mean to go to Alliance or so one of these
2: gyms are over there. No time. No time, right. No time. So, okay, so, so you trained four years. How, how long were you we in, in the Marines for? I was in the Marines for six
5: years. Six years. Six years. So,
2: you got out of the Marines, you're 25? Got out of the Marines, I was
5: 25. Uh, started working at a restaurant. And I, and I had started, so I started training jiu-jitsu in 2009. Started training jiu-jitsu in 2009 um, at the place that I am now, Revolution Martial Arts, which back then was PTC Jiu-Jitsu in Culver City. Um, and uh, just fell in love with it. Fell in, fell in love, love, with, love it. with it, man. Fell in love with the jiu-jitsu. Made my way into MMA. Uh, had a couple fights. Did not go my way. Right, so you, <laughs> right. right well, cause that's what
2: I was saying. So, I mean, like, so the first time I met you, well, the first time I was like, oh, so, you know, I get, like, like a... I'm like, oh you had a fight? Wow. It's it's so crazy. Somebody could be like, I invented, I, I cured cancer. That's cool, man. I had a fight. My eyes like Holy <laughs> shit, really? It's like I'm totally wired the wrong way. But anyway, so I was very ex- I, I would probably be happy if you cure cancer too. So I was very I excited. Hope, i, I go I go, how'd how did your fight go? You're like, oh, it lasted eight seconds.
3: Yeah, oh, six. you won?
2: <laughs> uh, no, I got knocked out in six seconds. And I'm like, okay. So all right, t- tell me about
5: that experience. So that experience, um, that it was crazy. We took a fight. I was fighting out of Sparta MMA down in Gardena, which is now uh, CMMA, Chad George's gym, CMMA. If you live in Gardena, go train there. Um, So I took this fight. This guy, they said, oh, this guy's 3-0, three knockouts. Do you want to fight him? And I was 22, like, training for less than a year out of the Marines, like, fuck yeah I wanna fight him let's go I mean were you ripped you in good shape I was in good shape I was in great shape I had great cardio I was strong um, but I just my mind hadn't made that that switch to like this is the real like this is not sparring this is not you're in the gym with your boys like you're in the fight now
2: but, you're a, a, but now what belt are you in jujitsu I was a blue belt in jujitsu
5: um, and I had been doing boxing and muay thai for like a year and change um, so I was competent, but, but just not re- like, okay. wasn't ready for the speed, how fast it was going to be. It I was, went out. It's amateur pro. It was an amateur fight pro rule. So no shin guards, headgear, no, no headgear. Now what's the point of that? Either make a pro or make an amateur. Exactly. Exactly. Right, so the you, point is so that they can make money and not have to give you anything. So you
2: go out there, <laughs> it's amateur fight. You're excited. You say your prayers. I said my prayers. What, what way do
5: you? 185. Well,
2: okay. And what,
5: what, what? Right now, I weigh 175. So you were 10. Temp- now, did you cut any weight for this? And I had cut, yeah, I cut like 15 pounds. Too so I fat. was walking, yeah, I was a little, a little. No, I wasn't fat. I was bigger. I was lifting. Were you roiding at yeah. all or no? No, I wasn't roiding. I Nothing. wasn't roiding. All right. Um, but I was lifting weights. I, I kind of stopped lifting weights. So you go out there, I the guy hits you with what? Right hook. Clean right hook. I left a. A lead I right a, hook? A lead right Not hook. Not even a jab? So I had stuck a jab out. And like I said, it was just that speed of the live fight versus training. Like, training, you can kind of paw your jab out there and just leave it out there, and your boy's not going to fucking hit you in the face right away. This dude swatted my hand down and came with the right hook, back of the jaw, and and I went down.
2: Okay, so you, <laughs> now, does he pounce on you, or the ref stops it right then? So he
5: went to pounce on me... Uh, Fortunately, I was, I was being refed by the wonderful Kim Winslow. Uh, <laughs> Did you stand you up? So I went down. It was a flash KO. My head hit the canvas, and I was back. And when he came in to pounce on me, I grabbed a single, and we were back up on our feet, and she's pulling me off, oh. saying I got knocked out. And I was like, all right, well, fair enough. Really? I was, it was a flash KO. Fair. Fair. But she's you knew the where ref. You were? I, I knew where I was about five seconds later. Okay, so actually, it was a decent stop. It was a decent stoppage. It was a decent stoppage.
2: now, but I think I
5: could have kept fighting if I had had the now opportunity. Now that
2: night, what does your corner tell you? Lucky punch or
5: no? Nothing really. I didn't want to hear anything. I went back to the locker room, threw some shit, and we got in the van and drove back to L.A. from Reno. Uh.
2: So, so six seconds. Yeah. Now, at that point, do you say maybe this is not for me. No,
5: I I wanted my revenge. Um, So we booked another fight. I had another fight scheduled at uh, a grassroots event when they used to do the grassroots MMA at Savant Young's gym uh, in Pasadena at Fight Academy. And showed up. Opponent didn't show up. So, all right. That one's in the books. Opponent didn't show up. Whatever. I don't get my fight. Uh, And then a couple weeks later... you got a win for that or no? No. No No, win. Just Uh. no fight. Um, Which, actually, I almost ended up fighting... Uh, They're trying to get Bill Cooper. This is when Bill Cooper was Wild still man, fighting Bill MMA. They're like, Bill the grill. Yeah, They're yeah. like asking him, like, hey, do you want to fight? Like he was still an amateur, and I was like, hell, I'm not fighting Bill Cooper, man. Like, okay. he's gonna strangle me, right? Um, so then I ended up getting a, a fight down at Saboba on the undercard of a of a Gladiator Challenge. They had like a like an amateur event. Same thing, pro rules, no shins, no headgear. Um, and I fought a guy named Edward Hyman. And nice. <laughs> yeah. nice. yeah, Yeah. <laughs> fought a guy named Edward Hyman, and uh, we beat the shit out of each other for three rounds, and he <laughs> won a decision. And I said to myself, all was, right, it was well, it close I know or? I can do it. Uh, no, he won. I mean, he won. He beat me. I had, I had one knockdown. And, and that was a but couple, a couple bl- leg kicks, and he was just way more active. He was just more active. Did he active. take you down? Didn't take me down. Uh, he was just throwing a lot more. Okay. He's throwing, not, didn't necessarily connect a lot more. I was blocking everything, but, like, he threw probably 15 head kicks that I just ate on the arms. and like Okay. After that, I, uh, I had a separated shoulder in the first round of that fight um, from a knee. So I, I finished the fight and decided that, you know... MMA maybe uh, maybe I'll just do jiu-jitsu for a while okay so you've been just doing (laughs) jiu-jitsu
2: you're a great coach by the way thank you you have to learn a couple of rules. like uh, one of our kids Ahmad, who speaks Russian Mm -hmm. the ref was telling yelling about his headgear he didn't know what the hell was going on and then Tyler runs on the mat going, he doesn't speak English. And he's like, get the hell off the mat. And I, oh my was,
4: God. Dying.
2: I was dying laughing.
4: <laughs> yeah, but like, I,
2: You weren't allowed to do that, but I was laughing pretty fucking hard. I was like, hell yeah. That's, that's the kind of guy you want to have in your corner. Yeah. But now you've been telling me you have that itch again. I've,
5: so- yeah, I'm kind of having the itch again. I've been, I've been training some stand-up, doing a little sparring. Um, lost a bunch of weight, you know, so I wouldn't have to be fighting these these big guys anymore. So,
2: so now you're a brown belt. And,
5: uh, and I'm a brown belt. So it's like, I'll pull guard in an MMA fight. I I'm really? I'm not scared. Oh, yeah. Come on. I'm not, if I'm getting my ass beat on the feet, oh, but, I'll but jump you're not, but on But now you. you know wrestling. I'll jump on you like a monkey. Your wrestling's better. Yeah, my wrestling's better. My you, you, wrestling's you're better.
2: Great. I mean, you just won the, you're ranked second in the world right now?
5: For the, for the SJJIF. Now, what does uh, that mean? The sports sports jitsu International Federation. There's the IBJJF and the SJJF, which are like the two big ones. Now, what are you ranked in the IBA? I'm not ranked in IBJJF. I don't do any of their tournaments.
2: How come? You must have IBJ, some reason.
5: IBJJF, man. They they. I, um, I have
2: no idea what you're talking. This is all. <laughs> okay, so you're new
5: to the Jiu-Jitsu game. Basically, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of gripes with the IBJJF. Um. In terms of rule sets and advantages like there was this whole this whole big controversy that just happened at Worlds uh Keenan Cornelius who's a at Atos black belt um should have should have won like should have won had the guys back should have got points didn't get points uh, the ref ended up giving the the other guy the decision by advantage because he went for a sub and and Keenan defended it this was the explanation that they gave him he defended it so that means the that he gets the Advantage point. The guy who for going. No, the other guy. Just for going for the submission. That's weird. Yeah, it's so terrible. What is, so, what does
2: Gary told Basically, it in? boils
5: down to other guy was brazilian, Keenan's white, brazilian ref they gave it So
2: through. like a guy like Gary Tonin, right? He's ranked number 1 in the world. is that he was he ranked in the IBA or the other th- or whatever. He probably is. I don't know that he's been you can ask
5: him. I don't know that he's been that active in the in the so, okay. competition scene for them because they they also don't pay. It's just like a regular tur- like you pay to go to that tournament and then you get and then you get a medal. Also? Yeah, and then you get a medal. So it makes sense for the, the Gary Tonins and, and um, Gordon Ryans and Eddie Cummings, those guys, to be doing EBIs where they have a chance to make twenty grand or doing super fights for a fight to win where they're making five or ten grand, you know? So how
2: many tournaments have, have you been in?
5: Dozens. 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 And now over the course of a better part of a decade, nine years or so?
2: Nine years. And do uh-huh. you usually win the coming first or?
5: No, this last weekend was my first gold.
2: Congratulations. first
5: gold in nine years. That's amazing. That's
2: fucking awesome. Thanks, man. See, like, I I thought about, like, obviously I'm a long way away from even being in a white belt tournament. Mm -hmm. I just get so fucking competitive, and then the weight cutting... Scares me. Just don't cut weight. I don't cut weight. Anymore. You don't cut any weight. No, I don't cut any. So weight. what weight did you win that? So
5: I walk around. Uh, it's a middle weight. So middle weight for jujitsu is up to 177. It's like one, 167 to 177. Yeah. And I walk around usually between 175 and 180. So what about,
2: aren't you going against guys that are cutting from 220 though? No, no,
5: 10? no. Not for jujitsu. Usually, guy like if guys are cutting weight, it's five pounds, maybe five six pounds, because the weigh-ins are the same day. And they're like two hours before you go, mm-hmm. right? So you're you're not trying to suck up all that water and then go out there and, and perform. You're not going to perform. So
2: Joe, uh, how you thinking about doing a white belt, a uh, blue belt tournament?
4: Um, I mean, I was so close to doing white belt tournaments, and then I got promoted to blue belt. So I was sort of like, oh shit. I mean, stepping into a blue belt competition now will be a step above what I probably am capable of doing. But I do. That's always been one of my goals is to do actual competition. I've just I've just been afraid, dude, because I know I'm going to go in there against dudes that weigh, like, 250 pounds, so I'm in the, the super heavyweight division. But you're super dude. tall, though, right? I'm very tall, and I'm very flexible. But yeah. uh, I mean, When it comes to, like, dudes that are big, like my size, they're very powerful. I'm not powerful. I'm just fat, you know? <laughs> I'm just fat. I ain't yeah. going to lie. But so. now's,
5: the, now's the time to do it, though. Now's the time to it do is. it. The, the best tournaments I've ever had, I mean, besides this one, this is the only time I've won gold, but mm-hmm. um, when I felt like I performed the best was right at a new belt. Mm-hmm. Like... Because there's no
2: pressure.
4: There's no pressure. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure. You
5: know, you get, you're a brand new blue belt. There ain't no pressure on you to, to mm-hmm. be beating these guys. Mm-hmm. So just go for it, dude. Yeah. Also happy for I was so happy yesterday.
2: I hit a Japanese arm throw in practice. Nice. Fucking, which I like. I, I love that. Like, I love because the guy just, cause, I, I hit it just from the guy just coming forward. Like, I just grab That's awesome. it, throw the Japanese wizard. The guy's like, and you can just see his lens in the air. <laughs> and, and the whole class is like, nice throw <laughs> so like did you wrestle I'm like yeah I wrestled and they're like oh that's awesome man I they're love wrestling out, they're all I chanting your name yeah, 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 uh, yeah I it was, uh, I All right, it was alright it was one Asian guy but, but, <laughs> but still to me it was everybody uh, hey so, that is
4: everybody man
5: let, let's so
2: talk funny. about some of the fights over the weekend um, your girl lost Jesse Jess yeah. she, I thought she had a good showing though I think that she underestimated how good I told her I said Jessica Eyes got really good boxing yeah. and she was like really says who and I was like uh oh (laughs) Um, but speed kills yeah and I think that she was just faster than her she just got to the punch way quicker Mm -hmm. and Jesse Jess's wrestling is what but the announcers kept saying well Jessica I has a wrestling pedigree I'm like what the fuck are they talking about like I mean just because you 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 can get takedowns doesn't mean you have a pedigree yeah she wrestles
5: she yeah, wrestles yeah. but it's not like this credential Sarah McMahon yeah, she has a wrestling yeah, pedigree, that's a wrestling pedigree.
2: Uh, but still it, it was a good fight that was I think one of the better fights uh, yeah. of the I mean thing. I was
4: also telling you that like that week of the fight the week prior like I was getting kind of nervous for Jesse Jess because I was following her on Instagram and when she got to Singapore she was like doing like all these like vacation activities like out on a boat partying when I see that a fighter especially during fight week I get kind of nervous yeah but some people it depends uh, it's like me if you gotta calm yourself sometimes like stuff, before yeah.
2: my comedy show I'm checking my twitter or I'm doing something because if I think too much yeah. about my comedy show you could like actually like fuck yourself up a little bit yeah um, mentally for sure yeah actually for sure. There, was, there was a couple really good events first of all the world series or oh, the PFL event was great as well yes uh, that was probably they had some great fights in that um, Chris Wade lost that was a fucking bummer uh, cause there's a kid that I, I definitely root for my man Smolino had a crazy fight. Smolino Rama, who... Uh, I I'm, didn't see that one. A, Oh, that fight was insane. But I'll tell you, the, the best fight was the guy who became an announcer. The real OC, Sean O'Connell. Oh, yeah. That dude was announcing... And then he goes on and he had a crazy Rockham's. Every one of his fights is like that. It's just, I'm going to punch you, you're going to punch me, and we'll see who falls yeah, you first. You gotta love Sean O'Connell, man. And he beat Ronnie Marcus <laughs> in, in a crazy back and forth fight. And then at the end, he's like, My goal is to be a great announcer, and I'm happy I can be an announcer. I'm like, But he was announcing the event before he went before and fought. Before he fought. That's but, awesome. But he was taking over a little bit too much. He is a really good announcer, but he was like, Auditioning Stealing or the show. Showing yeah. the, Kind of a little bit But he was But he was, did a good job But that PFL I just wish that people Knew what the fuck It was on Because they do No advertising Nobody knows about it I didn't
5: know about it Until your birthday Yeah Like but, the only reason I knew about it Is because Eve was saying Like he got the announcer job And I was like uh, Yeah unless what, you actually For know, the who
2: Unless you actually Know the person That's yeah. there It's so stupid but, uh, but, but there, there were some really good uh, fights for that that, that that PFL thing. was was pretty damn awesome. I'll tell you, it was uh, Will Brooks won. Yeah. I was uh, happy for him. Yeah. Brian Foster, that dude is a monster. Uh, that fight against Ramsey Nigel was great. And Kayla Harrison looked really good. Efren Escudero really good. beat Jason High. It was complete bullshit. Yeah, I, I didn't see
5: it. I heard about it, and it seemed like it was just... No, the ref like, called a tap. The ref there was call, no yeah. tap. And he,
2: and he easily... Like, the not even a Brazilian
5: tap? Not even, like, the, the almost, like, hovering the hand above? Not even,
2: like, he tapped once. Jeez. Like, he didn't tap yeah. at all.
5: And then I he mean, got... And Jason High's a legit black belt. Like, you gotta let, you gotta let him work it out. You then know? he got
2: up, and he started throwing chairs around. And, like, getting fucking pissed. And, and, he, and he did push the ref again. Not, like, a big shove, but a little bit of a shove. And... <sighs> That dude is his own worst enemy. I mean, yeah. He doesn't like me. He t- talks shit about me, so I'm not even a fan of this guy because of, he personally doesn't like me for some reason. But uh, still. I gotta say, the guy got Right screwed. is
5: right, yeah. Justice is justice. Mm-hmm. You know? Now,
2: I'll tell you, the best fight of the night was the OSP fight versus Tyson Pedro. Woo!
4: That fight. That was dope. It was
2: only one round, but dude,
4: that's <laughs> on the edge of your seat, dude. OSP, man.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, don't sleep on OSP submission game, man. His submission game, but also his punching game. Like, is...
2: Holy shit. That Tyson Pedro fight, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, that was that was, was awesome. I, I
5: thought don't... he was going down. I thought he was going down. Wait, did he get him with a
4: Kimura or was that sort of like an armbar? Cuz uh, his arm was like all the way straight out. So,
5: it was like it was a Kimura, it started as a Kimura oh, right. and it turned yeah. into a straight armbar yeah. just cuz he went to punch out and defend. Mm-hmm. Um but they announced it as a Kimura, so or oh, they announced okay. it as an armbar. Right. And my so man Jake Matthews, Matthews
2: won again, looking Jake better ever since going to uh, Canada and and training with Faraz. He's a different fighter. Uh, Matt Schnell won. Yeah, yeah. I, I was happy. It was it was overall a really good event. Uh, and I'll tell you who looked really good was uh, Yuka Sasaki. Uh, he um, he's a guy that trains over with uh, Aljamain. He's uh, one of these New York guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that was good. I was I was, I liked it. I liked it. I just. You know, at 1.30 in the morning on a Saturday morning, uh, Friday. Did you fr- wake Friday up? Night, Did you wake up for it? I st- what happened was I started watching it at 1.30 because I, <laughs> I got home from the, I was hosting at the Laugh Factory uh-huh. late, and then and actually there was four hot girls that came to the show. Oh my god! That got kicked out because they were they were talking to me a little bit, but then they kept responding to all the comics, like oh, a comic works. would be like, "Hey, uh, you ever you know drink too fast and yada yada yada." <laughs> Yeah, I do that all the time. Like, like, no, he wasn't really asking you personally.
4: What? The like, guy asked me a question. Oh, my God, man. It was one but of those. specifically a question.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So then they got thrown out. But they were hot. They were hot. Uh, they were married. It was like their 25th birthday. Or oh, they had, they're married. They had, I don't One I of don't them had count. kids or something. One of them was married to a guy with a boat. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, we found that out during the show. It was really fucking annoying. So I got home at like 1.30. The wife was asleep. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, oh, I'll stay up and watch these. And two fights in, I was fucking out. I was, I'm like, I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. What do you think I of don't... the main event? Uh, Cerrone. Um, I thought that it was a good uh, decision. I thought that – I think Cerrone yeah. – um, I thought he put up a, a good fight. I yeah. think he –
5: He's a slow starter. He is. He's always been a slow starter. He, he just – he has to get into his groove, you know. And that – I don't know if that's like a Muay Thai thing because traditionally Muay Thai is a slow – you know, they, that first round is like, all right, we're going to feel each other out and we're just going to take our time, be nice and be cool, and then go for it. But sometimes that doesn't work in MMA, man.
2: Uh, sometimes. <laughs> almost all the time. I mean, the good thing for him is the main event, so it's five rounds. Yeah. But a the guy like him, Lee, Lee and Edwards won the fight – I'm not sure he even cares if he loses. I almost think he'd rather lose and be exciting than, like, win a boring fight. Like Cerrone? Yeah. Oh, for doesn't sure. not seem like the shit gets to him,
3: yeah.
5: uh, for better or worse. Well, he's got a job, you know, and he's never going to go on, job? like, a losing streak. I'm saying he's got a job in the UFC. He's always going to have oh, yeah, a job yeah. in the UFC. They're not going to cut Donald Cerrone, you know. Right. He's not going to go on a streak. It's not going to be a three or four fight losing streak. So, a loss for him. I think he's in it for the journey, you know? But I think it's he's, like,
4: he's lost, like, five out of his last six fights, right? Has
5: uh, he? Yeah, like, no, something crazy beat, like he that. Beat
2: Yancy. He beat Yancey.
4: He uh, beat Yancey. Uh,
2: well, I'll, I'll check. I don't think it's five out of six.
4: It it's it's like can be five out of six. But I'm, not I'm not sure.
5: Because sure. I mean, when, when he made the move, when he came up to 170...
4: He beat Matt Brown? He started, yeah. It?
5: I mean, he's, he's been maybe 50-50?
4: Yeah. when some, you lose some.
5: Yeah. He but, had, he's, I mean, he's also one of those guys, you know? Like, at this point in his career... In my opinion, he's fighting because he loves to fight. And
3: you
5: know, he also might need the money. I hate yeah. to say it, but I, I,
2: I'm not sure how... Well, yeah, when you're spending
5: is. on off-road toys and skydiving. He's about to have a baby, stuff. too.
2: <laughs> uh, you're right. He's lost four of his last five. But he lost to uh, Darren Till. Yeah,
4: monsters, yeah. dude.
5: Robbie
2: Lawler. Yeah. Masvidal. But then before that, he, before that he, he beat four in a row. He beat Matt Brown, yeah. Rick Story, Patrick Cote, Alex Oliveira. So, yeah, he, he's a streaky fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, but he looked like he was in good shape. Yeah. And uh, he put on a good thing. It's just, you know, I think a prime Cerrone beats Leon Edwards. Uh, and I, I hate to see a guy take too much damage. But yeah. I also don't want to see him be a, uh, one of those guys, a gatekeeper. Right. Because that would suck, mm-hmm. you know, because then the, the, I don't know. Just, but
5: at the same time, you know, you talk about gatekeepers. Michael Bisping was a gatekeeper forever. And then and and he stuck with it and he and he wins the belt. Right. So maybe uh, maybe that's his. Has you know, Thorne
4: ever been in a title fight? Has he ever
5: yes. fought for the title? He fought. Uh, yeah. He fought uh, Dos Anjos. He fought Dos Anjos for a title oh.
2: and then uh, I mean and then he fought Dos Anjos twice uh but before that wasn't for the title yeah but he's, he's one of those dudes just i was a fan of him in the WEC. first time thing oh, he ever yeah. said to me was roast me and i'll fuck you up that's, that was his first words and i'm like i go that's all you gotta say and he started laughing and then, <laughs> then he came to my show and i roasted the fuck out of him he was super cool about it and he was supposed to fight gastlon the next day and then gastlon like missed weight by nine pounds or something <laughs> hey you know what if that was in 2018 it would have been fine Oh, as far
5: as missing weight. Now? Yeah, um, if
2: you want to miss weight by nine pounds, ah, it's okay. I don't get it. I mean, I've never missed weight a wrestling match. Even when like the scale was off, and like half my team missed weight because our scale was different than yeah. the other team's scale, I still made sure I was a half pound under, where that wouldn't affect. I don't understand this missing weight bullshit. Yeah. Especially when you have three or four months. I mean, especially like they and they give you a pound. They give you if a it's pound. not a title fight, they give you a pound, so you can miss by a pound. The only, Don't miss by six. The only the way I could see it is if you take it on a short notice fight. You tell them, all right, I'll fight, but I'm probably not going to make the weight. Yeah, and, but then just make it. That's when they just make it a catch weight. Right. You know? Which is what happened, I think, with um, Efren Escudero against Jason High. I think he was yeah. like, he missed it by seven pounds or something, but he told them like a week before, I'm not going to make Like, I'm not weight. making weight. Yeah. So, this week, uh, there's some good fights in Bellator, which, uh, of course, they're not doing any promotion for. You would never know it uh, unless you listen to our show. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this week, Eileen um, I McFarla or Lena, McFarla, I forget, Lena McFarla, McFarlane, I forgot that. Lena McFarlane, she's the champion, 7 0, Hawaiian, hot as fuck, that She kid. is. Jesus. She's
5: fine. I mean,
2: and you know what? They have these other girls in Bellator that they promote who are like 1 and 0, or like 0 1. And they promote them like you'd think they were the next big thing, and this chick is legitimately. She doesn't have makeup. Hawaiian, Hawaiian chicks are you are nine out of ten times smoking hot. Mm -hmm. Smoking hot complexion of their skin. Mm -hmm. They have nice asses. You know they fuck. I mean, like in Hawaii, like you're supposed to get pregnant at 20, it's like get down, bro. um, Get down. She's fighting another girl, Alejandra Lara. What what uh, what what flag is that? Is it Croatia? I don't Maybe. know. Yellow, black, and red. I don't know what flag this is. Uh, I don't even. know, but it's girls seven and one. I, I don't know. You know. Uh, once again, they're gonna play it at six o'clock, uh, and you're gonna, gonna watch. We're gonna watch cops on the West Coast. You're not, you're <laughs> not even gonna see it live.
4: That's the word. Unless
2: you have the Spike TV app, which they don't even tell you that you could see it live on anyway. Or Paramount now. Uh, it's a Paramount fucking failure the way they're doing this. They gotta play the fucking fucking bothers me it's so much. It's
4: streaming off the internet, like legally stream. I mean, well, then, legally streaming. Yeah, but you do
2: that, and then all of a sudden, Always I get legal. 19... Now, I try to go to Google, and it redirects me to 13 different places. Yeah, I, to now, stream the fights? Well, yeah, because you start downloading all this bullshit. Oh, no, I got,
4: I got the link, dog. Don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know after the podcast. You got to hook it up? I'm not... Okay. Con-
2: I don't... What, it's going to be I mean some body fucking... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, is your girlfriend out of the hospital?
4: Yeah, she's out. She's doing better. Yeah. yeah. So, she had brain surgery? She had brain surgery. Does she remember dude. who you are? Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> Have you had sex with her yet or no?
4: I mean, no. I mean, she's still like, it's very rough. It's a hard recovery. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure within the next month or two, I'll get it in, hopefully. You'll, you'll get it in? And I if am, not, I've got to start worrying.
2: So you're, gonna, you're gonna, she's going to lose her virginity and you're calling it getting it in? Yeah, dude.
5: <laughs> it's very romantic. Well, you're dating a, a virgin who yes. just had brain surgery? Yes, dude. Bro. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. Thank you. Are you have a girlfriend? Luck. I do not have a girlfriend. Now you
2: a think for Jessica I, right? I
5: have a huge thing for Jessica I. What is it she about is, her you like? How big is it? I don't know. It? She's gorgeous. She's yeah. gorgeous and she's a fucking badass, man.
2: You don't care she's, she's a badass. Like a little crazy hit now and then or?
5: I mean, I'm crazy, so.
2: That's good. All right. <laughs> go. I think she would like you. Hey, I do.
5: Let's make it happen. I do. She's Jessica like- I, if you're listening, uh I'll slide into the DMs later.
2: I honestly think she would like you. She's a cool chick. There you go. She, she, she likes bad boys, but nice bad boys. And you, yeah. You, you're a Marine. I'm like kind of bad. Yeah. Also, uh, Saad Awad is fighting Ryan Couture. It's going to be a good fight. That's good. I like Dude. Saad
5: Awad, man. I like
2: him a lot, too. He's a nice guy. I like guy. Saad Awad. He came over to my house last time when I, had, uh, when I had the kittens, and he was playing with all the kittens, and he was like, oh. <laughs> like, he referred, It was like you That's would never hilarious. know It's one of the craziest hilarious. Um, I've noticed that with a lot of
5: fighters, though, man. Like, they, you talk to most most fighters, the majority are really just normal, cool normal. people. Yeah. Like, very nice, very and he, sweet. And he
2: told me, you know how a guy is by the way he treats animals. Like, he was, like, super, like, spiritual and, like, I liked him. That's awesome. But Ryan Couture is a badass also and uh, very underrated ground game. Very. Uh, let's see it. He's 11 and 5. And, Very. Uh, I mean, he beat Conor Heon. I couldn't believe he beat Conor Heon. I, I would have bet the house that Conor would win. And uh, Ryan, Ryan's a tough dude. Uh, Valerie Letourneau, uh, beautiful girl. Valerie Letourneau, yeah. She was dating Hector Lombard. Oh, wow. Uh,
5: really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, taking that big old heck. Lombard, they must have had, dude. They must
2: have had some sex. Those two. Yeah. Those, those. I don't know who's got a better ass
5: between them. I don't know. All right, now you're scaring me.
2: Uh, <laughs> I don't think Jessica is gonna like that part of you, but okay. She's taking on Christina Williams. I don't know who Christina Williams is, but uh, mm. I like. I hope Valerie wins. Juan Archuleta, who's 18 and one, but no one's talking about this guy. Why?
5: I don't know. Uh, I don't know. He's a killer. Have you he's trained a killer. with him? Or Juan him? He's uh he's a Joe Daddy's guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have never trained with him. Um but back in the in the olden days I used to I used to get out to Cobra Kai every once in a while and and train out there. They're they're killers, man.
2: I mean, he's 18 and they're one. They're killers
5: and he's good. he
2: doesn't even have a fucking picture on
5: this thing. And he's good. He's got good jiu-jitsu. He's he's I mean, he can scrap. I I'm going to take him in this
2: one. He's Taking out Robbie Peralta.
5: Yeah, I'll take him in it. Or I don't do you know, know about much Robby about Peralta? I don't know much about Robbie Peralta, but I know a lot about Archuleta. So. And Joey
2: Davis is on the card now. This is where Bellator loses me, right? Joey Davis is on the prelims, right? This guy, he's three and zero. He was a four-time national champion in college. Ooh. Now division two, but four-time whatever. I wrestled D three like for like a month. Those are <laughs> fucking still badasses there. If you were a four-time D three national champion, you you were sick. Yeah. Four-time never lost in college.
3: Jeez. Wow. They,
2: all right, so he's, he's on the undercard. Brilliant move on there. And then uh, <laughs> yeah. Ed Ruth. Also, a guy, you mentioned Ed Ruth. I heard like he went to a couple of Jiu Jitsu tournaments, steamrolled everyone. Yeah. He's a guy they were talking about, like, one of the best wrestlers in college, like, out there. Like, scary. Undercard as well. He's uh, was taking a guy who's on too, who's 16 and 2. Really? So, Andy Murad. I don't know much about him, but who? 16 and 2, Andy Murad. Uh, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch this now. Um, Tyrell Fortune, another guy, that a great wrestler. Um, and Carrie Melendez is fighting. Uh, you know, that's like Gilbert's know. wife. Okay, okay. Um, and this other girl, Christy Lopez, that came to my show, who is smoking hot. Smoking hot. I mean, I mean like, legitimately, like, bananas. She's taking on Paolo Ramirez. I don't know who that is. But so the undercard... The undercard's r- got r- some decent Wrestling price, yeah. wise is better than the main card. Yeah. Hopefully uh, they wrestle. Yeah. I hope we get to see some of it. Well, I don't know. Uh we'll see. So yeah, so that's that's a good event. That's uh that, that's that's this Saturday this, this Friday night. Uh right? Is that Friday? Um on the 29th? That's well, Friday night. 26. Friday night or twenty yeah, yeah. All right. And then uh, and then next next week is uh PFL.
4: Wait, we all got the contender series tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's been pretty good. That's been good. The last one was dope. All finishes, I think. The guy
2: nope. who um, who should, the guy who, from Dan Henderson's gym, who should have got the, the the card but didn't get it, who won by like some head kick, uh-huh. and then he like quit. He wrote on Facebook, "I'm done. I'm 41." Blah blah blah. He he actually came to my show. He was a nice guy. He was really? like, yeah, he's an like, undefeated a guy, I think, or some kind of good record. And cool. He, he should have got it, but they gave it to Greg Hardy. Yeah. And uh, who's like, you know a great ambassador for the sport.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Way, <laughs> to,
5: way to go, UFC. That's the crazy That's let's, let's crazy. just put
2: john jones and greg hardy can uh
5: just be the poster child
3: yeah <laughs> uh,
2: crazy by the way john jones someone took a picture of her and him at target he's looking soft uh, he's not looking good really yeah And yeah. really? He, uh, he looks like jenny jones from uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah i don't know man i mean look at this picture he, he uh, well, how long how john long does he still out, have please. on the suspension I don't know, but he's also one of. The, it doesn't matter how, how soft he looks. I mean, soft John Jones still is. I
5: exactly, mean, soft John Jones is still beating the fuck out of ninety nine percent of the roster. Everybody, so. but
2: <laughs> him and uh, him and uh, DC are, are going back. And then Mike Perry posted on Instagram him doing a hundred shots with John Jones. I don't, I don't know, of steroids uh. or what.
4: <laughs> like, should those two guys Jeez. be hanging out right now? I don't know, dude. Like actual, like were they at a party or something?
2: I. I well, no, I, he like trains with him out. So.
4: Uh, oh yeah, because Mike Perry's at Jackson Wing.
2: Yeah. Also, oh, they're just talking about wrestling. Yeah. Hundred shots. Hundred
5: 100, shots I, with John Jones.
2: Yeah, the, the, <laughs> I'm telling you, if you go on the underground, they have some pretty funny shit. Like they actually have, like they somebody put a post of uh, of one of what's the name's fights of uh, Dan Severn. Like I'm a big Dan Severn fan, and he will swear to me that he's never thrown a fight before, but you got to see this this video of, uh, of, of a Dan Severn getting an arm bar uh, this, that this kid posted, which is always great that I'm posting something on something that you can't see. But if you go on the underground <laughs> thing, this is this, he's fighting some guy who just gives him his arm. I mean, like, here, I'll show you guys. You, you being a black belt, I'm sure you'll appreciate this. Um, brown belt. Bra- bra- I always say you're black. How, 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 who are Soon. you a brown belt under? So I'm
5: brown belt under uh, Professor Jeff Nishi. Uh, who is? The, he got he his a, black belt. Yeah,
2: a great philosopher.
5: Yeah. That? <laughs> <laughs> That's Nietzsche. Oh, okay, um, <laughs> yeah. I uh, but he is a he is a uh, marriage and family therapist. So. Oh really?
2: mm mm-hmm. and, and he's a black belt. Yep, black belt in jujitsu. And who and who is he a black belt under?
5: He is a black belt under Joao Silva, uh, part of the Aloisio Silva family, jo- or Aloisio's son Joao, who's a fourth degree black belt, I believe. Okay. And then Grandmaster Aloisio. Now, what,
2: what do you think of Colby saying, "Just use a big Ponzi scheme so guys can make money on bells." Is there any truth to that?
5: I haven't seen it. I mean, there every every uh, every sport, every institution is going to have some kind of corruption in it. You know, you can't control you can't control individuals, but yeah, I mean, I mean, the only, there's, the only... there's people you know, there's people going out there and, and competing. Like, if you're if you can't hang, then you're you're not going to hang in a tournament. Like if you can't hang with the guys, then you're obviously not that belt. So you don't see that very often, maybe every once in a while, but I don't think people are paying to get belts too often anymore. Cause it's so public. Like everybody's getting, you can expose people so easily.
2: The only, what about the uh, online Gracie course? Like where you could be going to earn your blue belt, whatever, never, never have to actually roll with anybody. That seems a little bit strange. Right? It is a little ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, there
5: that are... I call, I call bullshit on that. Right. I call bullshit on that. Um, and I don't know how far that goes. Like, can you get a purple belt online? Can you get a brown belt online? No, or do no. They, I think, I think only they only to... go up to blue, right? Right, which is yeah. still wrong. Which is still wrong, but at the same... I mean, it's like, at the end of the day, okay, fine. Give a couple thousand people a blue belt in jiu and let them go get their ass kicked on the street. Like, Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, that's your, if that's what you're doing, like, I'm only going to train online, then...
2: Yeah, I can't. You, whether just want, like, you just
5: want you just want to have a belt.
2: Like I can't you know? decide whether I like, like wrestling. There are no belts, you know, and I can't right. decide whether I like that better or or worse than belts. I think that there's something cool about the belt system. I think there's a lot of cool with it, and and it makes you really respect. You're like, oh shit, you see a guy with a black belt. You're like, oh, that guy's put in his time. Right. Like I know who he's talking about. Well, and Listen. that's the
5: thing. Like, there's so many different ways to promote someone. Um, like like our school, for instance, Aloisio is very um, we're competition heavy. And it's, like, for us, if you do good in a tournament, like, if you win Worlds.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, by the way, got... I'm showing you the John Jones picture. <laughs> he's not looking that deflated. I mean, he's, he's not, not, like, bad. deflated. He's still a big-ass But he's not looking dude. like he was in the pictures before when he was lifting weights. No, no, definitely not. Yeah, he yeah.
5: also Shay, We haven't seen him with a clean face in a while. So, you know. Right, forget exactly. Forget he kind of looks like a baby.
2: All right, go on. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
5: um, but, uh, so, we promote we promote fast. Not not. Crazy fast, but like if you win worlds, you're getting promoted. That's how it works. Of course. A lot of schools don't do that because their instructor, either their instructors want them to just keep getting medals um, or, you know, whatever the reason may be. Like I have a a buddy, he just got his brown belt. uh, I won't say his name, just got his brown belt, um, but he was a purple belt for like three years and won gold every single tournament he entered, every single one. So it's like, so is that okay, really this fair? guy is obviously smashing and is all these people. Is that really people. fair to the other guys? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So he's smashing all these guys. Like he should be a brown belt. But at the same time, you're not his instructor. You're not seeing him every day. Maybe there's one thing that he does really well that he can beat everybody with. But all his other techniques and suck. Maybe, right maybe here, he okay. sucks on top, and he's got a really good guard, and he wants to see him start progressing. You know. So there's
2: right. Now, and then, by the way, Nate Diaz got to another fight in the stands yep. at this uh, amateur MMA event. Mm-hmm. So that's two fights in like a month. But yet, he, like, why not get paid to fight? Right? Uh, right? Like, right? Nate, like is,
5: you're going to spend all this time holding out for a big fight in the UFC and then go fight on the street?
2: I, I, I do love Nate Diaz but come on man we want to see you fight in an octagon you're, <laughs> you're so good you're so much fun to watch so people he's love so watching good. you don't give away your shit for free right it's like me going I'm not doing stand up comedy and then I just walk outside and give everyone a 30 minute and he just had a baby <laughs>
4: and too, you get arrested which, is, which just came out of nowhere dude yeah. I had no
3: idea that happened yeah. I was like,
4: he
2: didn't even know <laughs> yeah. I don't even think he knew <laughs> yeah maybe that's why he's so angry but <laughs> <laughs> nah,
5: sure. take care of this fucking baby
2: and then there's another thing that happened also so uh, Musasi is fighting Rory McDonald in Bellator. Uh, that should be a great fight. Um, what well, Bellator's for? Yeah. Uh, I think it's a super fight. So I don't think Musasi. is I don't think Musasi's like making, making 170. No. So it's probably <laughs> going to be at 85, which I would think the advantage goes to Musasi. But Rory McDonald but also, is so awkward to fight, though.
5: Well, and also Rory McDonald is a big motherfucker, man. He's big. Is he? Yeah, he's big. He's a big 170.
2: Uh, and also, by the way, so this is the thing I'm showing you guys. Uh, Dan Severn, and I saw a fight with Shannon Rich. That looked like a, a work, which meaning that looked fake. But here's he's fighting some guy, and the guy just sort of uh, gives him his arm, and then he makes him tap that way. <laughs> I, I, like, why is he g- <laughs>
4: Well, that's some WWE shit right there, dude. Yeah,
2: I hope that wasn't... A, I don't know if that was a real fight or
4: what, but... Also, the guy he armbarred was wearing a T-shirt like I would wear it. <laughs> No yeah ring.
2: that was that was for
5: sure like a mid 90s MMA <laughs>
2: <laughs> stuff yeah. was just different back then so though. I'm going to call Tyron Woodley right now hello Tyron Woodley yes it's Adam Hunter you're on the MA roasted podcast me Tyler Smith wean dog how are you man man I
6: thought you sound like um my agent homie Phil Tan I'm like what the hell Phil do uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: how are you man how's everything going it's going good, my man. Good. And are you in LA? I saw you. You're in St. Louis, right?
6: No, I'm in actually Tampa right now. My son's um, participating in the IMG football camp, so I'm out here with him. Really, to be honest, I'm just kind of hostage in the hotel room because he don't need me. He's doing this camp. He's doing his, camp, he doing his um, football thing, and he's tied up all day. So I'm pretty much just here for nothing.
2: But I, uh, I, I watched your Instagram story that you were like running, but you said that it was like your hometown or something. You said you were running, getting your thoughts together.
6: No, I, 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 like, I like running by water because one, I don't like running, number one, because my body's meant to sprint. Um, but it's great. It's, you know, Obviously, it's probably the best cardio I can get for fighting. And also, I got a lot of karate man fat that's stuck on my stomach that I'm trying to get off. So running is a necessity. So I'm the idiot out there in black sweats and a uh, black cap, uh, running in 100-degree um, weather, so I can share some of his um, jiggly. Nice, man. Well, good. Good, 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 good.
2: Now, uh, I gotta say, Tyron Woodley, right? So, me and Tyron, we've been friends for a long time. I mean, I, we were. I was friends with you when you just kind of got to the UFC, and then, and, then, and then when you lost to Rory, then you came back, and then when you, for this one, that one, and you're the champ, now you're the champ. I've been with you. For, now, one day you text me like, hey, man, I want to do stand-up comedy tonight. And I was like, uh... Okay, so I'm like, okay, want me to write you jokes? You're like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. You show up at the dime bar. I have no idea what to expect. You murder, fucking murder. You had like a 10 minute, 15 minute set. You were singing on stage, doing impressions, telling jokes, talking about your family. People were howling. I, I, I was shocked. I know I offense, but I was really, really impressed. How did you feel that went? Do you love doing stand-up comedy? How did that happen?
6: You know what? Um, my buddy Lamar is um, the guy that does all the Champ champ, Champ life. Um, so all those series that we do, um, he's my, uh, my homie and also a videographer. So we were, we were outside in L.A. at one point, and me, him, and Dean Thomas were sitting down there, and he is obsessed with the fact that he's funny. <laughs> and if you don't laugh at his jokes... He completely like you're trying so hard not to laugh, man. You know that was funny. You know that was funny. So I I gave him a lot of crap about it the night before we was at a restaurant. And I just drove him into the ground about purposely trying not to laugh at me because he wanted me to see what it felt like when um, when I, I didn't laugh at his joke. So I said I said, hey, if you think you're funny, just go and do amateur stand up comedy. And if everybody laughs, I mean, fuck what I say. Then you're funny if everybody laughs at you. The moment I said that, you sent me a text message and was talking about, hey man, come on, watch my um, show in LA. Like literally I had just said that to him and then you text me that and I said, hey, sign me up. I want to come into the stand-up comedy. So that's really, it was purely on a humbug. So as a kid, especially growing up with 13 kids in the house, we didn't have a lot of money to go bowling. We have money to go, you know, to the movies. You know, it was really, you know, a four-bedroom house with that many people in the house. We have to entertain ourselves so i don't know what you call it some people call it poking fun some people call it snapping some people call it roasting we joined on each other every damn day that's what we did we joined on each other um that's what we did at the dinner table we used to do the apollo where you stood up there and you could not sit your ass down until somebody laughed so if you stood up there and your jokes were um, crappy you would be up there for 30 45 minutes so i was used to a very tough crowd but i did not know one I was going. The dime bar was like where all the um, comedy, um, the the, uh, co, um, the comedians. I didn't know that's where they went to check out new materials. And I definitely didn't know fucking Marlon Wayans was going up right after me. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, it was it was awesome. Now, were the stories you were telling about like how you how how your pops would beat you, but like on cue? Was that was that true or no? Uh,
6: there was I, everything I said was actually true. So um, it was funny, but at the time, you know. As a kid, I didn't know there was I thought everybody's getting their ass whooped every day. So <laughs> my dad used to stutter and he was like, didn't I tip tip tip. I'm, i was like, man, this you motherfucker know, just whoop me. Just <laughs> do sound language or something. But yeah, that
2: was all true and all that. Dude, it was it was great. And then I then I was like, All right, maybe it was beginner's luck. <laughs> I gotta see this again. So then I'm like, yo, Tyrant, come to the haha. Go on. Cause I'm like, you're like, okay. You you killed heart of air. I was like, dude, this is not this is amazing. This is making all the comics look terrible right now. It was all new material dude, too, right? Different, all different. <laughs> he he told the whole crowd it was okay to say the say the n word at him,
6: right? And he's the like, National <laughs> nigga Day. <laughs> hey, it was so many people in the crowd. I was like, I, I was talking about that joke, and I said, this joke is either gonna be a home run or it's gonna bomb. So I said, you know what? I had the debate right when I got on stage. I had this I had to debate real quick. Am I going to do it? Am I not? So I, I try to look around the crowd, see how many black people was in the crowd, see how many people that might be willing to do it. Adam, there was not one person that did not scream niggas. <laughs> this, one, this one guy was looking at me, and he was like, his lips was all perked up. He, he just did a fist bump. He was like...
1: Nigga. It felt it felt so good to help to say it. People ran into the club to
2: say it. They weren't even there. People from outside oh, God. coming in. Yeah, it was it was crazy. No, you it was great, man. It was like I saw a whole different side of you, Tyron. A whole different side. And I was I was super impressed, for real. Like I was like holy. like you know, I'm not sure that's something you wanna do or blah blah blah, but you definitely can do it and it was entertaining as hell. So
6: I was uh, Yeah, I mean I've I've been wanting to do it again, man. I've been um Every time, like, like anytime you do a movie, it's tough for you to look at a movie the same way. Anytime you do a, a music, it's tough for you to listen to music. And the same thing with with fighting. When I when I'm watching the fight, I'm kind of breaking it down just because of my job at Fox. So now when I'm walking on a day to day, if something happens, my mom is the queen at torturing some words. So every time she say something or torture somebody's name or. Um, it always makes me want to get ready to put her in a... Like, I can do a whole <laughs> skit on my mom alone. Dude, <laughs> I remember your
2: mom from the Strike Force days, and she'd be yelling, praise uh. Jesus during your fights, going, and, like, and like <laughs> fainting, and you could hear her from the octagon. Now, uh,
6: did that ever bother you, or did that ever get like, embarrass you as a kid? No, because she's be, been doing this since high school. When I was in high school, I mean, you're a wrestling coach. You know what a snapdown is. Yeah. And if you do a snapdown, it's a really basic technique for you fans that don't know what a snapdown is. You get in the collar tie, which means you grab the back of somebody's neck with your hand, you put your forehead on their forehead, and if they push in too hard, you basically just make your body do the snake, and you sprawl and slam their face in the ground, and then you just gracefully walk behind. It's the most embarrassing takedown but- Besides the foot sweep. If you get foot swept and fall on your head and somebody take you down, you're embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. But outside of that, a snap down is the most embarrassing shit ever. So when I used to wrestle in high school, my mom used to wait until she see my opponent leaning too hard, and she used to scream, you know what I like. That was like her code word. And just to satisfy her, I used to bounce people's face off the mat and walk behind it. That, So, <laughs> So know. she switched that up. I don't know exactly what she said in college. But she did that in college and then MMA she'll say something. She waits for the quiet the um the crowd gets absolutely quiet and she screams something to try to get me to do a move, so you say, Yep, I told you, she was wide open.
2: <laughs> now how many times were you an all American in college? Uh twice. Twice.
6: What, twice two
3: times. what did you play? You know,
6: what's funny is that my freshman year in college, um, I made it to like I had the to I've always had the toughest weight class in the country, you know. The guys there in the Big 12 conference alone, the national champion was in my way. The guy that took second in my way. The guy that took third. And the guy um, that took fifth was also in my way. And I was a freshman. So I, we were the four that went to NCAA.
3: And
6: I went to NCAA. I won some. I lost some. I got to the All-American round. So the, the match to be an All-American as a freshman, I lost in overtime. Oh. Um, then I came back my next year. I won the Big, I won the big 12s. Which is probably, in my opinion, is more important than being all-American. Just because our conference was just so murderous at that time, so I won the Big 12 conference. I was the first Big 12 um, champion in our school's history, and then I all-American. My next year, I was ranked fourth in the country, and I had a shitty Big 12 tournament. And my coach didn't wild card me, so I watched the NCAA's in St. Louis, and I had an eighth all-American. I had beat six of the eight All Americans that year. Uh. So that was that was kind of heartbreaking. But I got back on the horse, you know, I thought about stop wrestling at that point. And I had just my son, T J and um, you know, I just started really thinking like you know, I know I can do it again, I know I can do it again. So then I just say, you know what, I'm gonna just submit to the program, submit to whatever the coaches had me do. They tell me to freaking run through a brick wall, I'm gonna do it, and I did it again and um I was all American my senior. So it was kinda crazy. You would have thought that someone would have done it their junior, senior year. But um, I nearly did it um, three or four times.
2: So did you play sixth, seventh, eighth? What was it? Um, fourth?
6: Uh, I played seventh, and I played eighth.
2: Seventh. I mean, still amazing. Yeah, I, now, now, this is the same coach yeah. that EJ Brooks hates because, according to him, he beat Michael Chandler, but he started
6: Chandler over him. Yeah, you know, well, I was you know, EJ Brooks was a guy that you know um, I wrestled with him in high school, and he had just started wrestling his sophomore year in high school, so he had abnormal balance and abnormal. So I had, to be honest, to this day, I haven't really seen many guys like him. He would embrace you. Now we was scrambling phone. His balance and his hip strength was like something I'd never seen before. So he was able to fight off all these takedowns. So starting wrestling in sophomore, he ended up going out, placing in Illinois state, which you know, states like Illinois, California, New York, that only has one class and very tough. Yeah. So he placed in that state. That turned a lot of heads. He didn't have the grades to go out, you know, and, and basically go Division One right off the gate. So he went to, um, junior, no, he went to Lincoln Junior College. And he won, his, he won a junior championship, I mean, um, Junior College um, National Championship this freshman year. Wow. Then he, he basically did what they would call a shirt so he didn't lose the eligibility. Got his associates, went to Mizzou. And, yeah, I mean, he was just a bad time matchup for Chandler. You know, they went back and forth. Chandler performed a little bit better at times, not all the time. At times, and against certain opponents, he performed better yeah. against. Um, they both did really well in the tournament. Uh, but competitively, going against each other, if I had to count out of 10 times, DJ might have won six six times. That's got to
2: that's gotta be tough as a coach because you're like, oh, the kid beats him, but he's going to do better in tournament. So it's, yeah. a, it's a tough It situation.
6: Was, it, was tougher. it was tougher as a coach because I'm the reason why Emmanuel Brooks went to uh, Mizzou. But I was also extremely close to Chandler. Chandler was my guy. I, I trained with him. You know him and Raymond Jordan. I taught them how to drill. Chandler was the biggest fast on earth, and he'll tell you this. This ain't just me saying it. He was always in great shape. His intensity was always buck wild. But my coach has a saying: "Say, here, this is your job. You take these two freshmen and you show them how to drill." Raymond Jordan was the strongest, strongest damn wrestler on our team. He would purposely not let you get any takedowns during drilling. Then Chandler was like I said, the Tasmanian devil. So I had to teach him how to. How to basically filter that, 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 that intensity. And then Raymond, you know, how to kind of loosen up uh, a little bit and not be so um, stiff. And then by the end of uh, my, my time at Mizzou, those became my two favorite guys to work out with. Yeah, you know, they just knew how to flow, knew how to drill. So, That's so that was a very tough spot for me. And I did my best to do uh, the most I could for both guys. And when they had to wrestle against each other, I just kind of stood back.
2: Well, EJ is on a five-fight win streak. So I think he's finally finding his groove now. You know, it takes—it's just like it's no—it just takes time. You know how it is it,
6: with comics. It takes, it takes time. he—he's been on uh, the, the start end of some some very close decisions. Um, all the decisions he it was in his power to, to to do just a little bit more to be more convincing. Yeah. I've been on the same side, you know, of some some decisions that were actually really just one, one decision that was kind of close. Um, so I think he just kind of learning. Sometimes it takes—it takes a while to learn how to fight the rounds. Like it took me a while to, how to learn how to fight the five rounds. And now I kind of got it. So, you know, um, there's not really much anxiety for five or five, five rounds.
2: Now, uh, now, you have a new rap album uh, coming out, right? Yeah. Now, this rap album. I gave you a sample the other do, day. What I actually, I, I loved it. I honestly, right. I, 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 I'm not, not going to lie. I played it for Joe and Tyler. And it, it, you said it reminded you a little bit of like DMX.
5: Yeah, I th- I had a little DMX in there. It definitely makes you go, go hard. Right,
6: now I got, now I got to beat your ass, Adam, because I told you to keep it on the low. No, I didn't. I didn't share it with anybody. I didn't share
2: with anybody. <laughs> I, I did I just played it while I was here. That no one's actually gonna have it. I just played it for everybody. I was impressed. I was impressed as fuck. The, the,
6: whole, the whole talk process is what the song is, and I'm gonna just be, I'm gonna be real. It's not, It's crazy how this song started. So for you guys that don't know, I've been recording so. I've been quiet I have, I've chose not to just go back and forth and talk about the interim belt and you know for me, I've been abnormally quiet, so people think I'm sleeping. but what I've been doing is I've been acting coaching every week. Uh, I missed a couple of weeks from my acting coach been out of town, but um, trying to make sure that I'm prepared for roles that are not tough guy roles MMA roles, security roles, things like that I can do very naturally so I've been working on just becoming a better actor and I also obviously doing stand-up comedy, doing a couple skits, uh, stand-up comedy sets with you. In addition to that, I've been recording. That's what I've probably been doing the most of. So I've recorded 25 songs. And so I got two albums done, an EP done, a mixtape done. So my first single is What I Let You Hear. But I was in the studio till 3 a.m. recording. And I wrapped up my session. And it was a time when Dana got on... uh, Dana got on Fox and told the world I was... Full of shit even though he knew he offered me that fight against Nate Diaz, and i was so mad and i knew that i couldn't say nothing because obviously every time i say something um, i get you know completely tortured by the fans so i try to I try to keep it cool and as i walked out of the studio i said man i should make a song say i'll oh, beat your ass <laughs> right now i just I'll beat your ass for looking at me. Like I saw, we were laughing, because I started coming up with all the different reasons why I would beat your ass, right? As I was doing that, my homie T double, he started, he his head goes When his head goes down, he starts bobbing. I know he's writing something. So he started writing the hook. He said, put a beat on, he put the beat on. He said, I'm going in the booth. So he goes in the booth and he lays down this hook. When I take two minutes, two minutes, he goes in there, he lays down this hook. He started directing, Tyree, you go in there. I want you to layer it. You and this guy, I want you out of both chant. i ah, beat your ass. I ah, make it like an anthem. Then I came out and in ten minutes I wrote a verse to the song. The whole concept of the song was there's so many times when you want to beat somebody ass. They cut you off in traffic, your boss just fires you. At that time, Danny White pissed me off. I want to beat his ass. So there's so many reasons why you want to beat somebody ass. So I said, let's do the song. When I thought of the song, I thought about turn the club up, whoop that trick, throw them bowls, a kind of anthem song that can be international, that's not overly metaphorical, like the universe is in the stars and lines, you know what I mean? Like, not trying to get too big, just straight to the point. Ah, beat your ass because you got on the red shirt. Just just blatant to the point. (laughs) So I did that. The beat was bananas, the hook was bananas, the lyrics was bananas. And who is really going to contest the fact that I would really beat your ass. Now how'd you get Wizard say that I would do that?
2: How how'd you get Wiz Khalifa so, to uh, rap on it?
6: Well, you know, Wiz, Wiz is a homie and he he had been training in martial arts. And um, you know, actually I went to Ludacris first because when I heard the beat, I heard Ludacris. And what I'm starting to do is as I listen to music and beats and sounds and concepts, I don't know why I'm like, damn, I hear Trey Songs on this, or I heard Ty Dallas on this, So I heard this guy on this, you know, on this song. So I I I talked to Ludacris about it. And as you know, Ludacris is doing so, you know, he's got the Fast franchise. he got Fear Factory. He's hosting the billboards. He's doing so many things. He's traveling so much. At that time in his career, he wasn't in a music space like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, man, I just, I'm like, Luda, man, I just heard you on the beat, man. Old school Luda. word of mouth album, Sodom Bowls, Anthem, Ludacris. This song is going to be bananas. So he said, you know what? Let me listen to it again. And he said, I'll do a song with you. When I find a beat, I find something that inspires me, that makes me say, you know what? I got to do it, then I'll jump on it. I said, cool. So it was the nicest note that I've ever received (laughs) in my life. Okay. So I shot the beat to Wiz Khalifa. He said, this shit go hard. He said, I'm on it. The next day, I had the verse. That's awesome. Good nice. for
2: you. I honestly think, yeah, sure. I honestly can see you walking out to it. I could I totally, and speaking oh, of you, you will see me
6: walking out to it. 100%. You might even see Wiz Khalifa walking out with me to it.
2: Now, is, now, how do you, I know a lot of people are gonna say, well, Tyron, you're doing comedy, you're acting, you're rapping. What about, are, are you getting too distracted? What's, what's gonna be your response to that?
6: I mean, if they want me to just lay and sulk in my sorrow after the surgery and, and not do anything, and I couldn't compete and I couldn't fight. Uh, a businessman and entrepreneur, he finds other avenues. He finds ways to utilize his platform, utilize his business mind to, to grow as a brand. Overall, I'm an artist. Whether it's mixed martial artists or recording artist, or if it's a comedian, actor, like God created me to to be in the arts. So rap is culture. I'm a part of the culture. I live the culture. I came from the culture. It's the reason why I'm the fighter that I am today so I surrounded myself around, you know, other athletes outside of the MMA. I really don't hang out with MMA people, to be honest. I don't.
2: No, I was, you know actually, I mean? I was like, actually thinking about that. I'm like, like, you know what? It He's might
6: not... be an actor. It might be a recording artist, might be football players. It might be, you know, just different people that I vibe with because they are the very best at what they do. They minds are, I mean, if you hang out with people that are extremely successful, they're really going to be wired close to the same way. So, you know, I was already cool with Liz. I was cool with Ludacris. I was cool with Floyd. I was cool with, you know, Devontae Freeman, all these different people. But then I'm like, I've been trying to capture a a fan base. Conor captured Ireland, and he made everybody love him and hate him. And he really grabbed so many people. You know what I mean? Floyd did the same thing. He he had the barbershop fans. He had the people that wanted to see him lose and get knocked out. He's too cocky. He had the people that love the flamboyantness. And they wanted to ride and get behind them. But nobody was indifferent. So my thought process is no fighter on the roster could better grab the urban market than I could. Growing up in Ferguson, you know what I mean, family of 13, came from the bottom. Nobody can grab that market better. I can relate to them. I'm really still existing in that realm. So I said, you know what? Instead of me participating and being around it, I'm going to enter into that lane. I'm going to penetrate that lane, and I'm going to actually go in there. And I'm going to try to find success. The same mentality I have as a world champion fighter, I'm going to push that into um, music. And I knew how much time it was going to take for me to get ready to fight. So what I did was I went ham. I'm talking about when I got done putting my kids down at 10, from 10 to 5 a.m., I was in the studio 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Maybe I stuck a nap in, maybe I didn't. We had a crazy session that ended at 6. I went right back to the crib, took them to school, did my physical therapy, did my strength and conditioning, did my boxing coaching, picked them back up, fed them, did a homework, took them to wrestling practice, took them to soccer practice, dinner, showers, put them in bed, and I repeated it. Then after I did that for two or three days, it was time for me to fly out to L.A. Doing TMZ, doing UFC on Fox, doing acting coaching, or whatever I had to do. So then it became a vicious cycle, and then we named ourselves Team No Sleep. I didn't sleep. It was months where I maybe got 30, 40 minutes of sleep, or no sleep or three days straight without no sleep. And it became a process that I knew that if I play a lot of pieces now, develop a sound, get comfortable with my voice, and do that now, when it's time for training camp, now I can push back a little bit. Yeah. I can spend one night, one night in the studio a week versus three or four nights. You know, I was thinking know, about that also. Because, that's just being smart.
2: You know, it's, it's actually thinking about that, because I'm like, you know what? I was getting concerned for a second, but then I'm like, you know what? He's not partying. He's not out doing yeah. drugs. He's out... Working on a craft and uh, hustling and making money, also, as well. So, that's good for yeah. you, absolutely. Now, let's talk about uh, um, Colby Covington. Obviously, now he says you guys trained before and he made you quit. Uh,
6: Dean Thomas was there with me. You mean, Dean, you mean that time when he left home, left my training camp early because he said his ankle was hurting? So, that's he what, got mopped off my mat like every single day. So, that's that, what happened. That
2: Probably. So I, I don't know. I wasn't there. I mean, D, <laughs> Dean Thomas says that that's not what happened, and he was there uh, as far as him beating you.
6: Well, everybody that was there would attest that that's 100% false. Kobe Covington is, he did what he needed to do. He finessed himself into the position where he'll be fighting against the, the best Wolf Weight of all times. Um, his talent, his ability, his resume wasn't enough. So he used his mouth. Um, very similar to what a prostitute would do to try to get what she needed. So he didn't have the skill, didn't have the talent, didn't have the ability. Um, and now he got to the Damian Meyer fight, got to the RDA fight, and now he's in position to fight me. So kudos to him, number one. Him and John Harnett, uh, the writer of all the guard, He's here to called you. Why didn't he call you to help him write his skits and his and his memes and stuff like john john harnett the dude from ht is writing and it's terrible like i'm embarrassed for him i'm like if you were doing this by yourself and you thought it was funny and you didn't have that friend to tell you hey man you're a douchebag then i would be a little bit more you know a little bit more sensitive like you know what he's trying his best but when you have somebody that's writing it with you and y'all twittering your fingers and think it's actually clever my God, it's an embarrassment to, like, the human race.
2: <laughs> now, were you, were you impressed at all by his win over RDA?
6: I haven't checked out the fight yet, but um, from what I hear, it was a lot of pressure. Um, I mean, he's a guy that's a lazy piece of shit that does not do nothing in the gym, but he has great cardio. He's always had that since he first joined ATT. You know, ask your right a favor about him. He'll tell you the same thing. He thinks he's this Miami guy that, like, you know, just on the beach and goes by the, you know, toot of his own horn. But he has good cardio and he knows that if he can pressure most guys in the division, they're not gonna be able to take the consistent attempts to take you down and the pressure, and he knows he's not gonna get hit and hurt if he gets close enough. So it's kind of a you know, it's kind of a smart way to fight for his mm-hmm. for, for the skills that he lacks. He don't have punching power, he don't have great striking, he don't have great kicks, you know, don't have great defense, as you've seen with Damian Maya, he left bloody with a jiu-jitsu guy. And, and he's fighting to the best of his potential. So I really can't hate on him for that, but I got the best takedown defense, defense in the history of UFC. Not just the division, the history of the sport. I have the highest takedown defense. So um, I don't know what he's gonna do.
2: Now, is there a, um? are you nervous, not nervous, but are you prepared to not let yourself get emotional? Because I know I've seen fights before yeah, where know, so, yeah.
6: I'm i I'm a, hey, I'm gonna make my money. He there, shit. I mean, George don't want to fight me. The Diaz brothers don't want to fight me. Vince didn't want to fight me. You know, all these guys that say they'll fight anybody anytime, time, when it came down to fighting me, it's so, so crazy that nobody will fight me. So now I'm in a position where I'm going to get paid the same money no matter what, who I fight. So I just need to boost my pay-per-view. So I'm going to talk mad shit. I'm going to embarrass him because he's terrible at Joni. And as I told you, I did, I've, been wait, I've been waiting on this. All I did my whole childhood is jone on each other nonstop. So, like, the press conference is going to be extremely embarrassing for him. And I, can't, I can't wait for I'm going to build up this fight, and I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to mop him up off the mat. But as a professional, the, the, the strongest and the toughest aspect of this fight is not anything skill-wise, not anything conditioning-wise. That's, that's, a, that's a very controllable variable. But the emotions and him annoying—he's so fucking annoying. <laughs> when he annoys you so bad, it's gonna be hard for me not to want to just forget freaking competing and just try to fuck him up. So you're right. I'm, I'm gonna try to manage those emotions. Me and Dean have been talking about that, and um, that's that's pretty much gonna be my focus.
2: Yeah, I was thinking if I was if I was your co- if I was his coach, I would say try to grind them out, grind them out. If I was your coach, I would say don't headhunt and try to take his fucking head off because you might, you know, just you because you can grind him out just as well as he can, you know, yeah. you're wrestling.
6: I mean, what what is he want to do, try to take me down? Like, get out of here, dude. Well, exactly. The, the one mean, thing that he, he's great at he is you're great at. He never took me down in training. Not one time. And when I told Dean, I said, okay, Dean, I'm going to take him down. Watch out, I ask? So I just screwed him one, I, one session. I just screwed him. Maybe in five minutes I took him down five or six times. For an all-American wrestler going against another all-American wrestler, that's a lot of takedowns. He was so mad, he ran, spurious, furious, ran off the mat, and he was just so lazy, man. My God, I got so many stories on <laughs> training camp. I'm gonna save most of them for the press conference. I the guy is so annoying. I like, tell you that everything you, about him is annoying.
2: I'll tell you though, Tyrant. Um, this fight is one of the biggest fights I'm looking forward to though, because just because just for the just for what you said, I, I know there's genuine animosity between you two and, and it's gonna be so interesting and it's gonna be fun and uh, I know he was I just campaign-
6: don't want him to try to hug me and shake hands after the
2: fight really? you, 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 you don't want that?
6: no I just don't want him to try to hug oh, me I just did this to build up the fight I don't want that just just take the L, retire get, do us all a favor <laughs> nobody really wants to hear him talk crap again If after he gets beat down like a damn dog by me Nobody's gonna wanna hear him talk shit again. The only reason people are listening now, because Connor's out, John's out, Rhonda's gone. Who is the star right now? They're dying for a star. There's not a superstar out right now. So therefore, fans are willing to know that you're jumping off the rope, falling through the table, and they're willing to accept it because there's nothing else going on right now. So he had perfect timing on when he started his antics. You know what I mean? It got him where he needed to go. He did get into the head. i said this all along. RDA is a better martial artist than Kobe. But if Kobe gets into his head, there's a chance Kobe can beat him surely off that. RDA never got a chance to fight Connor. So we, as fans, we never got a chance to see how he would react emotionally to someone talking to him. Me, on the other hand, I've been prepared to fight Nick Diaz or Biz Bing or Conor McGregor. Guys that I know that are going to do that. And also be prepared to keep my poise and just go out there and do my thing.
2: Have you ever had anyone that you hated more that you're going that you ever fought? I've never fought
6: anybody I didn't like. Wow. Ever. Everybody I fought so far, I respected and I liked. Even Cash? Any of these guys I was fans of. I was a big fan of Carlos Condit. I was a fan of Robbie Lawler. And look what I did to them. Them people I like. <laughs> what true. the hell you think I would do to this clown?
2: But even like Koscheck
6: didn't get under your skin. No, I like Koscheck. Never talked shit. You have to look look back at the play by play. You know, no, no, no crap talk on the internet. Jay Hanlon never talked crap. You know, you know Koscheck was a dick to everybody else. But wrestlers respect other wrestlers. That's why Kobe kind of violated the code. You know, he was, You know, remember what, remember what happened with uh, Cummings? Not Cummings. Not, uh, who's the guy that um. DC father. Patrick Cummings. That yeah, Pat Cummings, Cummings. Yeah, 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 Pat Cummings. What's his name? Pat Cummings. Yeah. Pat Cummings, yeah, I, yeah. I, was, I was confusing Pat and Zach. Yeah. Pat Cummings, you know? That didn't work out well for him. He no. got made an example out of, you know? So, so Kobe. you know, kudos, man. You'll probably make a couple a couple hundred extra thousand bucks that you would have never made. Uh, I'm never gonna hit on somebody trying to feed feed themselves. You know, this poor is hard to make money. He did what he thought he needed to do. But now he now you he gotta pay up. You gotta you gotta put your money where your mouth is, you know. You wrote a you wrote a check your ass can't cash, and now you gotta get locked in up with me and you gotta get this work. So he'll he'll earn every dollar that two hundred thousand or whatever you gonna make. He's yeah. gonna earn every bit of that. Are you gonna go, take this ass over?
2: Are you gonna put him in the music video to one of your songs?
6: No, I don't I don't I don't <laughs> the song is such a dope song. Um, you know, it's a song that basically can, you can listen to 10, 15 years down the road. So I don't want to add anything that's going to date it, yeah. especially not a queef like that. Yeah, you don't want no sense you to
2: don't ruin the song with his face on it. Well, listen, Tyron, man, yeah. thanks for being on the podcast. I'll see you next week in Vegas, right?
6: All right, sound good, my man.
2: Hey, uh, Tyron, <laughs> uh, I can't thank you enough, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan and, uh, and a huge friend. So thanks, buddy. Appreciate it.
6: Oh, you got it, my man.
2: All right, take care.
6: All right, bye, bye.
2: That was Tyron Woodley. Oh, man. That nice. fight's going to
6: be fucking exciting.
4: Woo! So now we know who you're rooting for in the fight. <laughs> who am I rooting for? Oh, wait, no, because you've had Colby and Tyron on the party. Both them, so it's going to be hard for you to choose, dude. I'm
2: rooting for a great fight. Yeah,
4: that's the uh, right God, dude. I think we're all rooting for a great fight, and I think um, it's going to be a good fight. You know, it will be.
2: I, you know, I, I've i friend, been friends with both of them. Uh, I'm, I'm just, um, you know, it's going to be a great
5: fight, dude. Yeah. I just, I gonna, Woodley is that, he's a style killer, man. Like whatever you have that you're great at, he kills it, he kills it. And like the one thing that Colby Covington is great at, Tyron Woodley is as good or better than him. So, I don't know. I just I don't.
2: I don't know I, if I right how though. I can it's see a, Colby, a I think Colby it's winning a this. A mental game of can Tyron controls emotions, not right. You know, kill his gas tank, trying to take his right. head off and uh and, and fight a smart fight yeah and you know if he can do that but will that be enough i mean it, it should be enough um he's got more power than colby but colby has that x factor of like it's just gonna be a great fight
3: mm-hmm.
2: um that's what you know whenever i have two friends fight i don't necessarily root for any i kind of root for a draw huh. you know you just root um, for a good it's a good fight you want to watch a good fight exactly at I the mean, end of the day is, this is basically why the sport is created um I kind of liked it. They don't necessarily love each other, you know. And mm. at the same time, it's like I do wish at the end that they would ha- shake hands. Just you know, I'm not. I'm not a fan of, uh, you know. Not, but uh, mm. look, uh, you, you know, I understand why you wouldn't want to do that right. too. It's, it's just, uh... hey, Phil Baroni, you're on the Ma Roasted Podcast. How's it going? It's Adam Hunter.
1: Yo yeah, what's up, dude?
2: What's up, man? Just calling to say hello. Yeah. See, see what's new with hey, you. Hi. Uh, how hi. are you? What? what have you been up to
1: living a dream brother what are you doing what are you up to you telling jokes
2: i'm telling jokes uh hanging out we had a good podcast so far we had tyron woodley on uh we have gary tonin coming on pretty soon you know gary
1: tonin yeah that, that little dude he still alive that little dude i don't think those niches lived that
2: long the jujitsu guy oh you don't wait you're not a, you're not you're not a fan of him
1: the What's Happening guy, that little dude? No, that,
2: that that's that's Gary, Gary Coleman. That's Gary Coleman. <laughs> uh, Gary Coleman died. Uh, Gary Tonin. Uh, he's the,
1: the... Oh, no. I don't know Gary Tonin, but Gary Coleman,
2: I used to like that guy. Yeah, yeah, no. It's, I mean, they look alike, but, uh, <laughs> but it's actually it's a different guy. So I'm just calling oh. you to find out what's going on in the life of Phil. You got girls there. You got weed. You got Bitcoin. What's going on?
1: We got Bitcoin, hookers, girl, everything, bro. I'm
2: fucking making money. Making money. Now your last fight, last last line. You lasted ten yeah. seconds. You fucked the guy up in King of the Cage. You beat his ass. Yeah. But then, then you sign with the bare knuckle boxing promotion. When do you, are, When is that going to happen? I
1: Think the next one. Pretty sure. I don't know. Pretty sure the next one.
2: Okay. Do you have an opponent?
1: No. Not yet. Who do you, who, who do you want to I fight?
2: Didn't. Bobby Gunn. Bobby Gunn. Bobby, Bobby Gunn. Is isn't Bobby Gunn like 80, yeah. he's eighty-five and zero?
1: Yeah, there <laughs> But you've never had a bare <laughs> knuckle. You've never had a Bobby bare knuckle. Fought. I had a million bare knuckle fights. That's how I started. Come on, you know that. Yeah, but but
2: these are sanction. He's had sanctioned bare knuckle fights. Not just beating up guys in, in uh, Long Beach in Freeport. Uh, <laughs> behind the fucking 7 I mean, these are actually. Behind the bagel Shop. Behind the bagel Shop. Same shit. Same shit. Behind, Got behind hands that you don't. I mean, you had fights at Massapequa at like the park. At, like, well, I'm not the the shit out of the Bobby Rock,
1: bro. Come on. Be serious. I'll
2: kill that. You honestly think you, could, even though he's 90 and you know, in uh, Bare Knuckle Boxing? Yeah.
4: He's
2: All had right. 10 Pretty fights
4: cool. since his call started.
2: All right, good. See ya. But, it, 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 what, who you know who said that? Who, uh, it, it, I, got, it, it, I got I got Wean Dog and Tyler Smith here. Uh, Tyler Smith is a brown belt in jujitsu, uh, and Wean Dog is a, a, a blue belt. Is a some badass grapplers here. What what belt are you?
1: Black belt. What belt? Black belt. You're a black belt. What do you think? What the fuck you told me about it? Well, I, I thought black. you were... I, 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 I know that I you're... I two-time All-American fucking wrestler. I'm a black belt. I was black. My belt's black as a con. Taps and smashing, faggot-ass dudes that played last my whole life. <laughs> well,
2: but how come no, you fought that guy, no. AJ... What's that guy, AJ? is the guy that you did? Yeah. How come you went him and, and like, overtime, they had you start in an armbar,
1: and you said... Yeah, I whooped were, him. I whooped him. I whooped that guy. Threw him around. Inside out, tripped him from a Russian lateral dropped on, he was a fish. He came with a double leg across the whole map, he, he sucked.
2: Yeah, but then you said you never did an armbar in your whole life.
1: I never even did on armbar before.
2: Well, how, how can you be a black belt and not know what an armbar is? Fuck armbars, I'm not communism I'm American. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, 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 what? What do armbars have to do with communism? Those aren't American, bro. Those are Russian or some shit, fuck those. <laughs> The Russians are in to do the arm arm. Bars.
5: It's all right. You don't need the jujitsu. You got the hands, Phil. So
2: That's true. Yeah. You just make people respect those hands. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, all right. So, bare knuckle. Go- all to you- right. By the way, I-, I told Dana White that you won in 10 seconds. Uh, and that uh, he said you guys were good friends. You and uh, Dana White, by the way.
1: Oh, yeah. Tom, oh, thanks. No problem. <laughs> go, go,
2: go. Are you going to be in Vegas next week? Are you? Yeah, I'm playing at the uh, Stratosphere all week.
1: What's next week, though? Is there a fight zone?
2: Yeah, there's uh, two good fights. There's, uh, It's Cormier versus Stipe. Uh,
1: oh, yeah. Can I try and get there? going I try and get there? Who do you think is going to win, Cormier or Stipe? That... Tough fight, man. Tough fight. Stipe's got to be the favorite, but... DC's fucking good, you know. DC no, fucking good.
2: C-C-C-C lost to uh Stefan Struve yep. years ago.
1: I know, but who cares? Who cares, yeah. Yeah
2: yeah. Uh what what about what, what about Max Holloway or Brian Ortega?
3: I
1: like Max.
2: Yeah, me too. But Ortega's never lost and he's a fucking badass. Yeah, but so what? I like Max better. Max Max's
3: tough.
2: Okay. Uh what about um Who else is on that card? Uh the whole, the whole black college. Black Beast in Ganu,
5: man. Yeah, yeah, the
1: Black Beast versus Ngano. That's that the one. one. Oh, That's a fucking tough one. Probably a Ganu. That's a good one. What are you guys like
2: Uh, Ingunu, I think that. uh... yeah. yeah It'll be like... hard for the Black Beast to hurt him. It'll be hard for the Black Beast to hurt him. What about Paulo Costa versus Uriah Hall? Oof.
5: That's a good fight.
2: What about Yancy or Yancy Medeiros versus Mike Perry? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> Michael Chiesa versus Anthony Pettis. Chiesa. Yeah. Who's the best guy you ever trained with?
1: Yeah, That's Mark Coleman, right? Yeah, Mark Coleman. Gotta yeah, be, yeah. be Mark Coleman. I, mean, I train with everybody. Yeah, Chuck no. the everybody. B.J.
2: Penn. What? You're playing yeah, all- training, of course. Who who would win in grappling? You or B.J. Penn?
1: I never
5: lose. <laughs> I like that attitude. You, you
2: never lost in practice to anybody? No.
3: Nope.
2: Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Win or learn, find right? Someone, Win or learn. Find someone that say they beat me in practice. I, I won't, but how many bong hits are, okay, are you quiet. taking right now, by the way? You sound like you're fucking stoned. There's no such thing, Try find the what? You sound like a stoned as fuck. How many, when you were stripping for the all black dance team, did you, uh, how many chicks did you bang in the Caribbean?
1: A lot. That's all they do They just go to You on the crew just to do that. Now did uh now the black the black That's girls love you, gimmie. huh? That's give me. Yeah. now,
2: now That's a did, Gimme. Did the girls like then did, did you use the you said before on the podcast you had a, a penis pump and that you would you would pump it up before the dancing. Uh did that help?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's why you do it. You tie it off. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, Phil, listen. <laughs> helped, helped a lot. Helped good kids, helped,
2: helped a lot. Did you have a cock ring too, or just a penis pump? Yeah. Yeah, a cock ring also. Mm. Yeah. Of course. Right. Of course. All right. Well, Joe, you should learn from this guy. Okay. This guy's been around. Man, it's education, this right? This guy's been banged thousands of women. Thousands. Thousands. Uh, now he's in Stockton mm-hmm. in and uh, Lodi t- <laughs> the best yet. On Tinder. <laughs> fucking killing it, crushing guy. it on Tinder right now. Crushing it. That's That's awesome.
1: awesome. Fucking That's the best guy here.
2: Porn stars, strippers, you name it. Phil Baroni has been through them. Mm-hmm. Right? The Baroni Express. <laughs> well, listen, Phil. I'll see you next week in Vegas. Yeah, bro. Be, be there. Thanks, man. Take care. Yeah. All right. That was Phil
4: Baroni. I like how you ask him a question and it's like a 15 second yeah. long pause and it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Like giving him an, um, an option. Did you do this or you do this? Yeah. <laughs> uh.
2: All right. Okay, so we're going to call Kayla Harrison right now and talk to her.
6: Hello, this is Kayla Harrison?
2: Yes, this is her. Hey, this is Adam Hunter. You're on the M.A. Roasted Podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good congrats on your big win. That was huge. That was awesome. You looked amazing. Oh,
3: thanks.
2: Yeah, I was super impressed. How are you feeling? Are 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 you, are you still basking in the win? Are you uh has it have you have you come down from it? Talk to me.
0: Um yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not one to spend a lot of time basking. Um you know, I was I was happy with some of my performance, but I feel like there's so much work to do, and um, I feel like I made a lot of mistakes, so I wouldn't say I was thrilled, but I'm just happy it's over, I guess. I was so nervous leading up to it that um, just to get the, the first one out of the way, I think I, I have a lot of relief, I mean, it um, seemed, it seemed like won- I'm excited to get back in there. I can't wait. It
2: seemed like you won every second of every round. What mistakes did you make?
0: Well, I just think, I mean, you know, the first 10 seconds we walk out, we shake you know, touch gloves, but then she starts punching, and I kind of, like, I threw one, one strike, I think, on the feet, and that was it, one straight, and then I started walking like a zombie, Um, trying to, like, I don't know, like, maybe my judo instincts took over, and I was like, let me grab you, Um, but that's definitely not the game plan for when I fight, and that's definitely something that my coaches and I worked really hard on, so I'm disappointed that I, um, that I didn't, I guess, strike a little bit more and try and get my confidence up in that part of the game.
2: Now, now they were saying that the first time you went to eight, you've training over at American Top Team, right? Yep, that's right. And they said that they threw you in your first day with Amanda Nunez for live sparring. Is, is, that, is that true? Is that what happened?
0: Well, my second day, but yeah, the first day was Mako's wrestling class, which is always a good time. <laughs> yeah.
3: um,
0: and then the second day, yeah, I sparred with Amanda, but, you know, they were actually you know, at the time, Mako and Mike didn't know me, and I'm down there with Big Jim um, and my boyfriend, and, you know, Tony was like, no, let her, you know, she wants to get in there, put her in. And, of course, I want, I want to train with her because I want to see where I'm at. You know, that's the whole, um, that's the whole point of, of going down to ATT is to, to test myself and to see what's going on. So, yeah, I sparred with Amanda on the second day. And how did it, I mean, did you land any punches?
2: Did she just beat you up? Did you throw her on her head? What happened?
0: <laughs> um, no, she definitely got the best of me. Like she won every round, you know, for sure. Um, but I think that everyone was kind of surprised at how, um, how I handled it. You know, like I didn't, I wasn't shy about getting hit and I wasn't really like You know, I think Mike told someone, he was like, it was so crazy. Like, Amanda would hit her square, and then she would just kind of shake her head and then keep going forward. And I don't know if that's necessarily a great (laughs) attribute Uh, to have, but, um, you know, at least I'm not afraid to take a hit. Right. And I think it was really good for me because, you know, obviously in striking, she's one of the best in the world, and she's, you know, just all around one of the best in the world. So being able to train with her is so good for me. Yeah. I mean,
2: were you able to lock up and throw her at all?
0: Um I did not throw her when we did the big glove sparring. No. When we put on the little gloves, it's a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, you know, to grab a hold of someone, obviously. But when we did the big glove sparring, I didn't throw her, but I did throw her um with little gloves on. Wow.
2: Now you grew up I was I was, you know, researching you. I, I didn't wasn't really that familiar with you with your story or what you've been through, but Yeah. So you grew yep. up you grew up in Ohio. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now, actually. Now, were you a popular kid? Did you, I mean, your, your, mom, was, your mom was a black belt in <laughs> judo. So, did she right away put you in a gi at, like, age three? She's like, you're doing judo?
0: No. So, my mom actually, um, she took judo as, like, a self-defense course when she was in college. And then she just kind of stuck with it and got her black belt eventually. Um, and the story goes that when I was young, I saw, like, a karate commercial or something on TV And I started, like, running around the house, like, breaking shit and, like, kicking stuff and, like, jumping all over everything. And I was driving my mom nuts. So she was like, okay, well, we got to take you to do some martial arts. But she didn't want, you know, she knew how good judo was for self-defense. So she took me to the local dojo. And that was, you know, I was six years old. And that was kind of it. From that moment on, I was hooked. You know, like, I loved everything about it. I loved the bowing. And I loved learning how to fall and I loved throwing boys around and like that was it I pretty much I think I did like one more year of keyball and one more year of dance and then by the time I was like seven years old I did nothing but judo now
2: I mean where now did you did you in high school were you very disciplined and didn't do drugs or did you
0: party and oh and... no so by the time I was um I got my first drug test from USADA when I was 13 so I qualified for the Olympic trials um, when I was fourteen, so I was on the national roster by the time I was thirteen um and at that point, I was already very serious about judo i you know I trained in the morning before school and then I would run cross country with the cross country team after school or I would lift weights or I'd train with the wrestlers, and then I'd go from whatever training was that there to judo at night um and do my homework in the car on the way and then wake up and do it all over again the next morning so um, by the time, yeah, by the time I was in high school, I was, like, locked and loaded, like, you know, training for the Olympics.
2: Wow. Now, now the, the, were, you, yeah. like, were
0: you, like, the prior to the
2: school, or were, were the kids give you a hard time? Like, what's wrong with her? How come like, not like us? Uh, like,
3: how did, how, did, how, did, how did other kids <laughs> No, everyone
0: is really, no, I was, like, I mean, I was kind of, like, a nerd. Not a nerd, but I was, I, my mom's rule was if, I didn't get good grades. I wasn't allowed to do judo, and, like, my very first report card was straight A's. So if I let my grades slip, my mom wouldn't let me do judo. Um, so I was kind of, like, nerd, a little bit nerdy, I guess. I just, I loved school. I loved, it was, like, the one place where I could go and, like, feel, like, normal, you know? Like, it was my, kind of, like, my safe place. Like, yeah. everyone treated me the same, and, like, my nickname was judo, you know? Everyone called me judo, and, like, I, I played I trained with all the other like sports. So like I ran cross country, I ran tracks, I pole vaulted, I wrestled with the the wrestling team and so I have friends through sports, you know. That was that was my way in. And um but I also left school when I was 16 um to train full time. So I only went to high school for 2 years. Wow, did you finish high school? Yeah. I finished um I started a uh when I was 16, I trained full-time and I um, did an online preparatory academy, Like for it's kind of for athletes. Oh my god.
2: Now, uh, the, the wrestling coach, if, I, if I'm, a res- I'm a wrestling coach, I coach little kids, but if I have a girl that's so good at judo, he must have been crazy, right? He must have been so excited. How did you do in wrestling?
0: I never really, like, competed during the wrestling season. I was, like, actually, my judo coach at the time didn't like that I wrestled. Like, he didn't – he was not happy about it. So, I just trained with them. Really, for me, it was more of, like, a social thing. Like, I had a crush on some of the boys on the wrestling team and stuff. So, I wanted to, like, go work out. But I was such an idiot because I'd, like, you know, beat their ass or, like, hip-toss them. And, like, of course, no guys would be like, oh, yeah, great. This girl can beat my ass. She's so cute. Like – so I kind of like, I didn't really know how to talk to boys. I don't know. I think,
2: uh, I think a lot of guys that listen to our show would
0: love that, actually. They'd probably pay you for that. Um, <laughs> okay, that's super creepy. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. But um, I loved wrestling. I just wasn't, you know, I just did judo. Like, I didn't really, my double leg wasn't really good. I didn't have a strong single. I did you know, I had a decent half Nelson and stuff like that. But I really would just, I would go out there every day and, like, do
2: judo throws. <laughs> <laughs> right now, now
0: did you have a boyfriend in high school? Um, kind of, sorta.
2: I would think the guys are very shy. I mean, if, if I saw a girl that like was just beating everyone's ass and it was this Olympic, you know, caliber thing, probably guys. Yeah. Guys are probably pretty insecure. Like they don't want to get rejected by you. They probably don't know how to talk to you, right? Yeah.
0: Well, when I was a freshman, I like briefly tried to date the captain of the wrestling team. But he was a player, so it was oh, not really... Oh, it wasn't in my best interest. Oh,
2: so he he hooked up with you and never called you and, like, like crushed your heart?
0: <laughs> no, not like that. It was oh. just, like, I don't know. He would be, like... I didn't know he had, like, a girlfriend, but he would, like, invite me to go out to oh, the movies. And, you, then, you, you were a and side then, like, chick? I went to... Yeah, I was the side chick, I guess, oh, looking back. Wow. and I, But I didn't know it, you man, know?
2: A gold medal side chick. That's fucked up, man. That's
0: I was that is fucked up.
2: He knows who he is, uh, Mike. Yeah, fuck Mike. You're an idiot, <laughs> dude. You, you blew it. You blew it. Now, yeah, uh, you now, blew it, you your yeah, You putts. <laughs> now, okay, now, okay, so then you, and you go on, and you win two gold medals. Two gold medals. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. Mu- now, any of, the, any of the matches close, or you just steamroll everybody? Um, In
0: 2012, I... It was, you know much more like we didn't because no one had ever won a gold medal from the u.s before so in 2012 it was kind of like can she do it like i wasn't ranked number one i was number four in the world um i was young i was 22 but i won um i didn't get oh no i almost lost in the quarterfinals of london i actually got thrown oh. um and i was really lucky that they didn't i didn't lose um, um, I came back and beat the girl, and then I went on in the tournament. But then by the time Rio came around, I was number one in the world. I'd won everything, um, and I didn't, get a, I didn't get a point scored on me all day in the tournament, and I won all of my matches by Epon, which is like a knockout in boxing. So I was pretty, uh, you know, in one, one Olympics, I was like, oh, my God, can't she do it? And then the next Olympics, it was like, oh, my God, she killed everybody.
2: Which one was more fun to win?
0: Uh, that's It's like asking, like, which of your kids is the favorite, you know? They were so so different, um, yeah, but both really like different experiences. I mean, London is amazing because it was the first. No one had ever done it, you yeah, know? Right. And Rio was amazing because I knew it was my last, and I think a lot of people didn't think I could do it again or I couldn't deal with the pressure or X, Y, and Z. So proving to myself that I was the best in the world and that, um, you know, I was something special... Rio was bittersweet, and London was just sweet, I guess.
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's still like amazing, and the fact that you won two gold medals—I mean that's—and and then no one, no one ever, <laughs> thank did you, it. no one ever did it. Now, did you have a boyfriend when you won? No, no, When you, when, you, when you won, did you have a boyfriend that or no?
0: Yeah, and, uh, this, yeah. Both times, I had uh, different boyfriends.
2: <laughs> really? So what is it? So how come you can't keep a guy? What's going on? <laughs>
0: I know. I think it's really hard to date me, to be honest. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend like it's their fault. It's probably my fault.
2: Okay. Is this because you're a perfectionist? You're strong. You, your arms are so big. You give great handies. I, I mean, <laughs> talk to me. Why, why is it so hard to date
0: you? Um, I think it's because I'm crazy. You know. I mean, I'm very. Um, <laughs> my boyfriend is in the car and he's like, "Well, now you're dating a real man."
3: <laughs>
0: oh wow. Wow. Okay. Got it. So, um. No, I think it's just, I'm, um, you know, I'm an extremely driven person. Um, and I think to be an Olympic athlete or to be an MMA fighter, you have to be extremely selfish. So, you know, you always have to sort of put yourself first. You're not really that fun. You know, I don't go out, I don't party. I'm in bed early every night. You know, my idea of a good time is like ordering a pizza and watching a fight. I'm falling alone Um, right now, by the way, I'm
2: falling. I'm actually going to leave my wife after hearing this. This is, (laughs) you you are my dream girl. This is, this is amazing. So thanks. But I mean,
0: I'm also crazy. Like, I don't know. I mean, everyone, you know, it's, everyone has their ups and downs and I just, I I don't know. I think it's tough to date someone who's married or who's, like, in love with what they do, you know? Judo was always my first love, so it's hard to come second to that. No, I totally—now, uh, who, who's your boyfriend now? Is he a fighter? Yeah, he's a fighter. Um, his name is Tony Martin. He fights at uh, 170. I know Tony um, Martin. Indeed. He's a great fighter. Oh, you know Tony Martin? Yes. Yeah, he is a good fighter, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's all right. He's he's a, he's a really, really good
2: fighter, Tony Martin. That's great. I, I had no idea. Yeah, I know. Wow, you guys must have crazy sex. That's, that's cr- good for you. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> uh, yeah, he told me you're really funny. Oh, I follow you. you on Twitter, and, like, I see all of your tweets, and I think they're hilarious, but I haven't actually, heard, like... Oh, no he did you hear a stand-up or anything, so I don't know if you're super funny or not, but right. he are said you, you are. Oh, thank you. Are you, um, how long are you... He's, in- the, he's the reason that I decided to come on the show oh.
2: with you. So, Tony, thank you. Uh, uh, tell Tony, <laughs> when, I, when, when Tony wins a couple more fights, he'll,
0: he'll, be, he'll be on the show, too. Now, um, yeah, for sure. Now, you think Colby Covington talks shit. You should hear Tony Martin. Uh, now, yeah, no... let put it that way. Now, well, how are you dealing
2: with the whole Colby Covington, Tyron Woodley feud? Because I know they're both American top team.
0: Whose side are you on? Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, I'm so new to the team. I don't really know like about the beast that well. Right. And I really don't care. You know, like it's not my business. Uh. And may the best fighter win.
2: There you go. That's I, I'm. I'm friends with both of them. I feel the same way. I can't wait for the fight though. The fight's going to be awesome. The actual fight is going to. I think. Awesome. It, I think it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. I think it is. It, it's going to be incredible. Now, now you're you're interesting because you're 155. And right away everybody's like <laughs> mentioning cyborg to you. Like cyborg, I'm like I know. these chicks had one fight. Cyborg has been I know. I mean, is that annoying for you? Are you like, let me let me get a couple yes. more wins first?
0: I mean, it's not a, it's annoying because like reporters always do this like they always they love to like create drama or like do something out of nothing, you know? So they get like this little taste or this little inkling and they're like, Before I even fight, people are like, Are you gonna fight cyborg? And I'm like, Well, my goal is to be the best in the world. So obviously if you want to be the best in the world, you have to beat the best in the world. So yes, my goal is to someday fight cyborg. But is that today? No, I'm not ready yet. And I know I'm not ready. And, and the rest of the world should know I'm not ready. I'm one and zero. it's not like I'm seven and O or eight and zero, and I'm, Steamrolling people but like I just barely. I mean, I just barely got started, you know. So. One hundred
2: percent. And then the other thing people talk about is you and Ronda Rousey being training partners. <laughs> are, are are yeah? Are, are you and Ronda close? Are you guys still close? It was it was are you guys friends? What's the deal there?
0: Um, Ronda always used to describe us as frenemies, and I think that's like a really good way to put it. So we were teammates, we were roommates, we we're training partners, and we we're friends, but we were like kind of like friendly enemies, like. We, we both were so competitive, you know, and, um, I, you know, growing up, I wanted to be her. Like, I wanted – she was the golden girl. She was the junior world champion. She was the Olympic medalist. She was the world medalist. And I wanted I wanted that. I wanted to that spotlight. I wanted the coaches to pay attention to me. I wanted to be the best girl in the room. Um, and that really drove me and gave me a lot of motivation growing up. And now today even still, you know, I'm it's crazy, like the whole world knows who Ronda Rousey is, you know? And like we, it's pretty funny because like Big Jim and Jimmy, our judo coaches, were like, they were, they were, we, were out, we were all at practice one day. And, um, you know, Jimmy loves to tell the story how like Ron he had Ronda and I go together, go, go live. It's called Randori in judo, so it's like sparring. And um, we're going live and something happens. And then, you know, I throw her and then she throws me or I throw her and then she arm bars me or something happens and then we get up and we go like we're both pissed off. And then we both go with different people and like something happens and both of us like are on the mat and we're crying. And Jimmy looks at it and fucking believe two we have the two toughest women on the planet and they're both crying right now. On the mat with us like they're, they're supposed to be these big tough girls and like we were just, like, bawling our eyes out. It was pretty funny. But that's kind of, like, I don't know. Our relationship has always been um, friendly fire, I so guess. You, you know, like, got, we're always two, trying to
2: one-up each other. you got two extreme alpha females who are both perfectionists, and it's hard. But did you? Yeah,
0: exactly. Right. I mean, our personalities could not be more opposite, but our goals have always been very similar. So we are, you know, in our... our Competitive drive is is very much the same. Just don't sign with Coach Edmund,
2: whatever you do. Okay. If Coach Edmund calls you, hang up the phone and run. Just, just,
0: (laughs) yeah, he followed me on Twitter, on uh, Instagram or something, actually. Block And was like liking all of my pictures. no, no, no. Block him. Block him. Run, run. Stay with (laughs) with Mike Brown, whatever you do. No, I love my coaches now. I feel like I'm in, you know, I'm in the perfect spot for
2: me. No, you're doing great. I'm, I'm so happy for you. You're in a breath of fresh air. But I gotta say, when oh, I, no, 100. When I was looking at your story, and I and I and I and, yeah. I, and I, I looked you up, and I, I had no idea that your your coach sexually assaulted you as a teenager. It is now yeah. now in prison yeah. for ten years. Like holy yeah. fuck! I mean, you could right now, you could be in a fucking rehab smoking crack, and it would be justified.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, I was wondering how you were gonna make a joke about my past, but you did well there. I like that. Well. I, um, no, it's good. I like it. Yeah, no, I mean, I um, I tell people all the time, you know, like it's there. I was extremely suicidal. I was very depressed. I was going down a dark road and judo and the Pedro's really changed my life and saved my life. Um, and if it weren't for them, I would be in a crack house somewhere, probably or, you know, maybe not even alive. So I'm lucky. I mean, obviously what happens sucks, but I do feel like I've been given this platform for a reason and, um, two gold medals for a reason. And so I wrote a book called fighting back and it's about, you know, it's an educational book about what sexual abuse is and how we as a society can start to prevent it.
2: Well, it's, I mean, it's amazing. And the fact that you go and people can hire you to go speak to people about it is like, it's just, so. I mean, you're, you're amazing. You're, I'm having a daughter in four weeks and I'm going to, Show her your picture. Oh, congratulations! She comes out of the womb. I'm showing
0: her your videos, just so you know. And <laughs> because <laughs> thank you. She's gonna she's gonna win three. Yeah, so I'm gonna send you a copy of my book then, so you know what to look for. Okay. I, I would love that. I would be sign it too. Yeah, sign it. Uh, okay, and, I will. And, and I will.
2: Absolutely. And uh, Kayla, I, I'm so happy for you. Tell I'm happy that you found a guy like Tony. Don't break up before the podcast is over because that would be awkward. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're breaking up anytime soon good i I am one hundred percent a big fan. I am rooting for you and uh thanks for being such wow, uh, just uh, all these women on Instagram and they're showing their tits and their vaginas are everywhere and they're twerking you're you're not <laughs> doing that okay uh you're the other side so uh so thank, that's right so thank i'm you. I'm wholesome, but I keep it real wholesome, but you keep it real that should be your your model well thanks <laughs> thanks
0: for coming on the podcast.
3: kayla
2: <laughs> No, thank you so much for having me. I, I am a fan for life.
0: All right, I'll talk to you
2: soon. Take care. All right, well, that was our podcast. Uh, thank you, Tyler Smith. Now, are you going to fight again? Are you got the itch?
5: <sighs> I don't know. I've been talking to uh, to my coach over at uh, at Core de Leon Gym in Venice. Um, we're talking about it. We're talking about it. So we'll see if I can get my cardio back up. Um, I'm gonna give it a couple weeks. I, I messed up my knee in the in the tournament this oh, weekend. Really? Yeah, just like a little sprain LCL, so I'm out for a couple weeks. But now, now, um,
2: now did you sub anybody or do Yeah,
5: I- so I won. I was beating them eight to four, and I and I uh, got a knee bar with 30 seconds left. So nice. yeah, I've I've actually knee barred the same guy in tournament twice. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you think he would learn? Uh, uh, yeah, you think he'd learn, but it's all right. He went for my legs first, so I had to—I had to let him know what was up.
2: You're—you're—you're you're, you're a man amongst men. All right, and uh,
4: and Joe, the kid Perez, what do you got coming up? Yeah, dude, got a big announcement. On the last Wean Dog Radio, I announced that some things are gonna be changing for the podcast. So I officially changed like the the format and the theme of the podcast to where I'm specifically only gonna be talking about like paranormal stuff. Like ghosts, murders, mysteries, conspiracies, all kinds of crazy stuff like that. We're gonna go deep, so there's a big tonal shift in the uh, podcast. So go did check you know out.
2: anything about these things?
4: I, I'm balls deep, dude. I'm balls <laughs> deep in that stuff. That's why I'm more passionate about that than just talking about what I did that week. You know what I'm oh, saying? Okay, yeah. You know, so I want to be. I want it to be a more well-produced and more professional show. All right. And yeah, so go check out. It's gonna be called the Paranormal Hour. Well, well, you're a
2: paranormal person. So I am this. very no, paranormal. No, no, no. right. Yeah, dude. I like it. Yeah. And, uh, and then what do you, uh, coming up- where do people follow you, by the way, Tyler? Uh, you can get me on
5: Instagram, smithero39, 39, S-M-I-T-H-E-R-O-3-9. 39. Um, Twitter, same thing, except I never use Twitter. Now,
2: so, if I wanted to get privates from you, do you teach privates?
5: I do teach privates. Uh, you can you can send me a message on Instagram if you want to learn some uh, some cool jiu-jitsu. And
2: you also teach classes, right? And
5: I also teach classes. Where? I teach classes at Cordelion Gym in Venice, 12923 Venice Boulevard. Uh, 9 a.m. Monday and Wednesday, I teach jujitsu in the gi. And Revolution Martial Arts in Culver City, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6 in the gi. It's a this fundamentals class fundamentals class so all levels are welcome but uh geared mostly towards white and blue belts
2: love it that's that's me uh i will be in edmonton this week uh tomorrow night through sunday uh, at the comic strip in edmonton alberto of alberta uh then next week i'm going to be alberto he's he's a good guy i'm gonna be in (laughs) in alberto uh next week i'm in las vegas at the stratosphere monday to sunday uh and i'm also gonna be writing the MMA Awards. I wrote all the sketches this year. that are coming on really funny. That's Tuesday night at the Palms. Go on Ticketmaster if you want tickets. And then I'm in Ventura Harbor, uh, July 13th and 14th at the Ventura Harbor Comedy Club. And then in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, July 18th to the 21st at the Carolina Comedy Club. Then Springfield, Illinois, August 30th and September 1st at the Blue Room Comedy Club. Chattanooga, Tennessee, September 6th, 7th, and 8th um, at the Comedy Catch and Rochester, September 20th and the 21st in Rochester, New York, Um, and then Vancouver, September 28th, 29th, Vancouver at Laugh Lines. So uh, hit me up if you want tickets. Thank you, Tyron Woodley. Thank you, Kayla Harrison. Uh, I talked to my man... Uh, he can't do it this week Gary Tonin he's teaching a class and we we fucked up the times but we'll have him on later on this week I'm going to be in Edmonton and I'm going to do a podcast with Mitch Clark and we're going to call Gary Uh, Tonin maybe set up a a super jujitsu match between Gary and Mitch I know Mitch is looking for an opponent and why not why why not it be Gary Tonin so uh, thank you all for listening Uh, Tyler you're the man we dog man, sir. take care, have
1: a great week.
3: Traps traps, trap,